Hey awesome nerds and welcome to D&D and TV, a weekly podcast where we rewatch and recap television shows we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept and characters could be used in role-playing games, most specifically Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by Nina. Ooh, hi, <laughs> I'm Nina. I, uh, I am also a nerd. <laughs> yes, we're all nerds here. Everyone's a nerd about something, yep. as I always say. Mm. And we are starting a new series of D&D and TV where we'll be talking about the first season of the classic sci-fi show, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, as chosen uh, by yeah. Nina. Yep, what a season it is. <laughs> the uh, the first, yeah, Star Trek Next Generation. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's an iconic it's, show. It's pretty... It is iconic show, but like I think it's also renowned for having a few shaky seasons at the beginning. Like I think mm-hmm. everybody, or oh, super fans like like me and Jeremy, kind of agree that like it gets good after a couple of seasons. Like it doesn't start off with a punch. It kind of like has to, you know, get comfortable and and settle into like the theme. But um, but yeah, but, it's a it's a good place to start. It's very ambitious of us, Jeremy. It I'm, is. I'm, it <laughs> is. We'll certainly yeah. <laughs> get through the, the show. I feel that it's a really good one to look at for this podcast because all of the episodes, particularly any sort of Star Trek show, everyone's kind of that adventuring group. That You have the ship that's their home base and then they go off and they have an adventure and each adventure is its own little story and it kind of ties in with everything else. But yeah, yeah really, it's, it's ripe for ideas to use in D&D. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there are a lot of really strong characters uh, that the, the series kind of like follows. And I think mm. having like a key group and something similar to this is it works really well. And then you get like nice little slice of like you get really adventurous like chapter or like I guess episodes and then you get like slice of life episodes. It kind of like bounces back and forth. And I think that could translate really, really nicely into a D&D campaign. Yeah. Or, or yeah, or a role playing game. Yeah, any. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why there's a Star Trek role playing game. Yeah, because it, it works great. You're just basically yeah. on this ship with your homies, uh, trekking through the universe. Have you played the Star <laughs> Trek role playing game? No, I haven't. But I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to play like uh, more outside, more RPGs outside D and D. I've been kind of stuck in my little D and D campaigns for the last couple of years. So, but um, but no, I haven't. But I've been I've been told it's great. That's right, because the podcast is D&D and TV, so we're, we can just focus on D&D if we have to. Ooh. Well, let us All get right. into it, because today we are watching episode one, uh, Encounter at Farpoint, which was written by Gene Roddenberry himself uh, and DC Fontana, mm. and directed by Corey Allen. And in this episode, on the maiden voyage of the new Starship Enterprise, the crew explores the mystery surrounding the creation of Farpoint Station on planet Deneb 4. That is true. Deneb 4. <laughs> Did you know it was Deneb 4? No, I had to look it up because I honestly, at the first, like in the beginning of each episode, I kind of zone out for a little bit until they start yeah. getting into the main plot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, what what is what is Deneb 4? Like, has I'm, it ever come back? I don't remember it. I don't being... think so. I'm just going from the Netflix descriptor. Oh, right. Fair. Because um, I, I think the people of Deneb 4 are actually called the Bandai or something. It's like there's no indication that this planet has a name more than um yeah yeah this Deneb for and i don't i think the bandai i don't think they're even like because it goes into further in the show talking about how it's not they're not federation they're not mm. you know uh, in in league with the federation yet it's initial sort of talks about potentially joining and stuff that's yeah. so i don't i don't i don't know if they ever come back <laughs> i don't think but, they will uh, given what happens in this episode <laughs> 
Yeah, but also Deneb Fort. Shouldn't they be called like the Denebians or something? Like you know, a little bit more. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Whatever I mean, the Bandites. It feels. I believe when it's like a, a number of a a planet has a number like Deneb Four, the star is called Deneb, and then uh... it's like this is the first, second, third, fourth, fifth from the from the sun. So right. If you've got like three sentient species on different planets, you can't all call them Denebians because they might be very different. Yeah, you, that totally makes sense. Yep. Yeah. All right. I haven't watched Star Trek in a very long time, but yep, that that tracks. <laughs> I'm just going from uh, from everything else. I think it. No, yeah, I think I'm going yeah. from Star Wars on that one. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna come up against the Star Wars Star Trek divide, aren't we? Uh, possibly. Look, I my knowledge of Star Wars is limited. Um, uh, that makes but, it easier. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, cool. So I'll just be like, yeah, sure. Uh, Omicron per CI8, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what's the what's the to hold me like you did on what's the planet? I forget. What's there the and planets. I forgot the planet there, but it's like holy like hold me like you did on Taboo or something. Naboo. Taboo. It's Naboo. I know Naboo. <laughs> just Taboo is a whole Taboo. different thing. Yeah, it's a whole different. That's so a with, different with word. Star Wars anyway. kind of works in. Yeah. Uh, so. We'll get into the show, of the recapping the show. Um, and mm. what I, just the opening credits of this show. Like, yeah, it dives right in. Like yeah. it goes straight into the uh, exploring strange new worlds, civilizations, mm. and then straight into da -da -da -da, the music, which is classic. But is. Um, but usually like with all the other episodes, you get like a little brief, like, boop, we're in, we're, we're starting here. And then like a little introduction mm. and then like, you know, something happens and, oh, no, and then you get to the, to, you know, the title credits. Well, normally so you get that cold open, yeah, that'll set up, this is what the plot will be about. Kind yeah, of like cold the, open. Um, the inciting incident for, for the D&D &D mm. party. But I'm just remembering that this show was coming in 1987 when there hadn't been a Star Trek show for, oh, a good nearly 20 years. When did Star Trek OG finish? I want to right say now. 69. 69. A lot of shit happened in 69. That's true. We went to the moon in 1969. Well, yeah, that, that's not why, we, but That's America. why they ended Star Trek. Yeah. Well, human, oh, humankind yeah, went to the moon because we're already there. Yeah. <laughs> but the movies oh, had gee. been coming out for a few years now. Like, I think they'd had yeah. at, least, um, at least up to Star Trek 3 or 4. That sounds right. As I said, look, I'm not... Oh, yeah, you're right. Cancelling Star Trek in 1969. The original series. But then, I, yeah, like you said, maybe the movies came out? Yeah, the, the first film, yeah. I think, was 79. Uh, and okay. then Undiscovered Country... Which one's Undiscovered Country? The the third one? No, that Search for Spock's the third one. Anyway, uh, yeah, they had a couple of films, like, back-to-back -back in a couple of years. Basically, this was the Marvel franchise of yeah, Star of Trek. Yeah, the... Yeah, but yeah, for, that was the only thing for Star Trek fans, and now suddenly you've got this new show coming out of nowhere. Yeah, with a complete different vibe. Yeah, and like, it's got to be it's got to be Star Trek, and that's what these opening credits feel like. Like you've got the 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 planets everywhere, and you've got the ships in space, which look so pretty. They still look really good. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I think it. I think it holds up. It's probably one of my favorite Star Trek intros because like. Uh, you, you know, there's Deep Space Nine and Voyager. I still, there's something about the music in this just hits mm. a high point and it's just, yeah, I, I, I think I prefer this intro um, to any other, but that's also me being a mad Next Generation <laughs> fan, so. 
Uh, I yeah. find it interesting how they introduce all the characters as well, because after we get to see all these oh. ships, yeah. Exactly. It, it, I don't know what irks me so much about the introduction of Picard, particularly in this episode, because like he comes across as the biggest jerk and instinctively, like, I guess coming, like you said, coming from like the OG Star Trek, where you had like Kirk as this like, you know, lovable kind of like mischievous, like captain, always like rapscallion, but like devilish and like charming. And, and you get this, you get thrown Captain Picard and, in, and he like, in in this first episode, like it's such a departure from how I've come to see him through watching Star Trek. But like mm. here, you get him. He's cold, and the first shot of him is like this weird, like high contrast, like shadow. Like like half of his face is like completely dark, and the other half is like it's like this really weird lighting for the first shot of him. And it's it's like, almost like a, a villain shot rather than a hero shot. Yeah, you're like you're set up to like think of him as just like I don't know, unlikable kind of like super to the point but like um yeah brusque and like i don't know just something to, uh, he's not he doesn't come we don't get that kind of like initial prof- feeling that i think i think you've been to see him as very professional yeah but like to a standoffish a, degree yeah. yeah kind of like a logical mind in sometimes in a logical world yeah yeah i think that's definitely what they're going for but um but it's it's interesting to see also um, Patrick Stewart sort of like fitting into the character a little bit. Like it's, it's kind yeah. of a little, I don't know, it's not quite right yet. He's kind of pushing no, some bits too hard and then like being a bit too firm. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I think I think that introduction of Picard is is exciting to sort of see once you continue watching and kind of get to learn more about their characters. But I think that sort of works pretty well, that not fitting into the skin of the character yet, because it does feel like this is a new command. He doesn't know everything about the ship yet because it's a new model. Yeah. He doesn't have his first officer. He doesn't have that connection with them yet. So he's not yeah. quite, he's not sure of his footing at the moment. So he would be acting yeah, true. differently. A little bit strangely. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. Cause it's basically his first, like it's the first voyage of the new galaxy class uss enterprise d or, or whatever it's like the first yeah. kind of mission that they're going on it's his he had, like Riker isn't even on board yet like no, a lot of I love the key crew are missing yeah at the very of, beginning yeah of what stardate captain's log stardate 41153.7 our destination is planet deneb 4 beyond which lies the great unexplored mass of the galaxy captain's log kind of thing and i love the way that yeah. can be a way for for dungeons and dragons of a recap of the last session it can be a way yeah. of just saying this is where you're at the moment like you're in this town you've been sent here for whatever reason like this is your little captain's log each time mm. the, yeah the it gives the, you the using that as like the mission as like the the sort of yeah as like a recap or or sort of introduction to the story of the of that particular session that would be yeah that's really useful yeah i think it's a, it's a great way to do it and particularly if you can have it as a one of the characters doing it each time like yeah Cap- yeah captain's sure. log first officer's log first mate's log is it yeah. first mate anyway lieutenant um, commander data's log blah, blah, blah. Yes. yeah you can do that because they do that throughout the season as well and like throughout the show they always have different people introduction like introducing the episode and like talking about like oh i've done this so like i'm doing this oh, that's really this will cool. be the, their first first way first um they're going to be the person that we kind of see the episode through yeah yeah 
you can kind of know if it's like a Geordie episode or like or Troy episode or yeah, but it's very cool. It's a good way to do it of um, the characters writing letters home as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, uh, yeah, and connecting with like Earth. Yeah, yeah, and just being sad. Like this is, I think, uh, Stargate. This is the other one we're going to come up against. It's going to be Star Wars, Star Trek, and Stargate. Is like the the three uh. star shows. Uh, yeah, that there was an episode where everybody was sending letters home, which was basically kind of this feel to it. It was a clip show too. Ah, oh, um, was that was... a Voyager? I, I keep I, no, that, no. St- this I would be Voyager Stargate doing... Atlantis. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, I, I know Stargate, but um, yeah, I think they did because uh, with Voyager, it was they were so far away from Earth that they just kind of like kept sending messages as sort of like tying because. If you watch Voyager, they like they travel, they get thrown into okay, they get thrown into a basic like wormhole and get stuck on the other side of the galaxy. So they're in the Delta Quadrant, which is like I think like seven hundred plus years away or, or something crazy from Earth. So they can make like sparse contact sometimes. So they end up sending letters, like sending you know messages to their family, and it's interesting. So that's a cool way to use it as well. But I think like hmm. in a game where you like a D and D game where you were playing like. I don't know characters who want to like just touch base, or maybe have like get given them like a, a personal mission maybe to do Ooh. while they're away or traveling or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, just like a, a way of connecting them to the world as well, saying, "Look, there's people yeah. outside your party that exist." Yeah, it's good. I, I like that as an exposition. I mean, there's a lot of exposition in this first f- first few minutes as well. Because yeah, you've got to go yeah. around the bridge and like being, this is what your role is and this is who you are and this is how you are different from the Star Trek you already know. And I probably think the the most notable one of those is da- Data. I'll get it right. I'm, I'm yeah, Data. Yeah, Data. <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah, he's, he's Lieutenant Commander Data and like not only because is the position, like I, I think. I think I remember Riker saying something about how it's a kind of new position, but it, it has, it's not new. It's been given before, but mm. he's got it now, but also not only him, but Worf because Worf yeah. is a Klingon and it's like, well, we were just talking about before how oh, token Klingon, like we don't see mm-hmm. Klingons in Star Trek. And I don't think we ever really do unless that being Klingons, they're not really in, you know, a Federation sort of like atmosphere, but no, uh, the and- Worf's there. It's, it's just this reimagining of the Star Trek world. It's like, okay, it's cool. There's a robot or an android and there's a cling on the, on the ship now. And we've got like yeah, women in charge and we've got um, yeah. Deanna Troy sitting next to the captain. It's like, well, what, what is going yeah. on? Who are these people? I don't think and we we've, really... We've men in short shorts or short skirts, sorry. And yes, so we're we do. progressive, you know, diversity. Yeah. That, that disappears <laughs> that after a little uniform. while, I noticed. It does. Yeah, they all just agree that pants are generally better for everybody and why yeah. not just stick to pants? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I mean, uh, it kind of works. It was very short skirt. They were very short. Like, the guy who walked across the screen, like, in the first episode, like, we get, so where are we? We're, at the, we're on the bridge and then Picard's going, you know, through everybody, you know, uh, yeah. all their positions and stuff and has a little tit for tat or tarate with the data about how snoop is a thing. Um, yes, what is snoop? <laughs> snoop is a word. Inquiry. The word... Snoop? Data, how can you be programmed as a virtual encyclopedia of human information without knowing a simple word like Snoop? Inquiry, Snoop. Because <laughs> they've got to snoop, snoop around. Precious. They've got to snoop around and find yeah. out. Yeah, again, setting up what we're going to be doing in this episode, that um, yeah. they've got to look and find out how come the Bandai have this station that's so advanced and so wonderful when the rest of their planet isn't that great. 
Yeah. And then Picard throws out the word Snoop and Data's like, what is, what is Snoop? Snoop, uh, excuse me, I don't have this in my database. And then yeah. Picard has to sort of sit and explain that to him, which is like a cute little introduction of Data trying to like, I don't know, learn more about being a human or trying to appear more human by like, hmm. but also just the way that he functions. But yeah, I think it's a, it's also a good way to introduce the characters because when you're on the bridge, you can be introduced to Data and Commander Yar and uh, yeah, Lieutenant Worf and Troy and all of these other characters like by proxy. So it's kind of a cool, it's a good place to start. It does feel a little bit like before they've um, actually gotten into the meat of the, the role-playing session, this is their little... Mm role-playing together at camp. Yeah. <laughs> You're always kind of talking amongst the... yourselves before something, before the powerful mind is sensed and something happens. Yeah. And Troy breaks down into a crying mess. But, uh, um, that, but yes. That seems to be Troy's like um, base state oh, in this episode. I know. I know. I, she I gets used so her. much. Me too. She just is yeah. like... What, what's going on, Troy? I don't know, but it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something just, bad things okay. are happening and I don't know why. Uh, I can't process it. I love that we are kind of introduced to everybody on the bridge except the red shirt at the con. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Yeah, that's such a typical thing. <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting there and we're like, cool. We know everybody's name except yours. I wonder what will happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Also, but no, actually, his name—he he actually has a name. The, Does he? The, um, the red, yeah, the red shirt in this episode is called, and this is what got me, Lieutenant Taurus, which is a a name, and I, I don't think it's—I'm not sure if it's meant to be related. I doubt it. But like, there's another um, Lieutenant Belana Taurus in who's like a main character in Deep Space Nine, who is half so. Klingon, half human. No, I don't think they're related at all. But like that name, I think it's a Star Trek thing. Maybe sometimes bringing names back to people who aren't related to them, like the characters sorry uh, at all but uh, there's a limited number of names that, that, that they've like, got to use yeah gene roddenberry uh, roddenberry can only come up with so many yeah. <laughs> and then it's just Riker over and over again sorry yep what um, do we think about the so name yeah. of, of the q then as he when he shows up the name of the q he's just oh, yeah. sort of i don't yeah, he just Q. I don't know. Uh, how would, because initially if someone was like, oh, my name is Q, I'd be like, cool, how do you spell that? <laughs> well, doesn't, he, doesn't but, he come in and say, we are the Q? Yeah, he does. That's right. We are the Q. We're like the omnipotent um, species. He Does he does he say that they're like omnipotent or just? Oh, the, probably. Probably. That sounds like they something have, they would yeah. say. But I love he just kind of shows up and John Delancey chewing the scenery everywhere around this bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a badass. Yeah, he He's just a... shows up as a um, 16th century ship captain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just wanders around being like, go home, you're not allowed here anymore. We are That was the cute... depart. Yes, yeah. go home, humans. And as soon as Torres is like, oh, we're well, going to pull out a, a, a stun setting on his scan and like, no, no, I'm going to freeze you. <laughs> but I, I love how goddamn like indolent not indolent but uh, a sword how fucking upset picard is when that happened like mm -hmm. obviously you'd be upset because you're like oh shit maybe he's dead but he just like snatches the thing and like shoves it in q's face and it's like look it's set on stun you fuck didn't you notice <laughs> that if like, you're so powerful like, yeah. <laughs> i know it's like lol and, like, you having this first introduction with this like yeah omnipotent thing who's just literally beamed themselves in like full human gear like mid-century mid like human 
attire. It's like, what the mm. fuck? Would you not have questions? <laughs> Just, well, I like that um, uh, that 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 whole thing with Picard shaking the 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 um, phaser in his face gives up gives yeah. this opportunity for the line of, uh, would you allow yourself to be rendered helpless amongst humans? And that yeah. kind of setting up his attitude about humans through the rest of the episode. That's like, you are these thugs that wander around the galaxy yeah. hurting people and always yeah. have. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be letting you shoot me with anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see it from Q's perspective, I think, definitely, because him coming in, initially, you're kind of seeing it from the point of view of, from like, yeah, I guess the Federation and Picard being like, oh my God, Q, what the fuck? Why would you like, what is happening? And obviously, we're not barbarians, because that's all, that's Q's kind of whole standpoint is that the human race are barbarians and dangerous and savage. Um, and Picard like avidly denies it, saying that humans, you know, have made a whole bunch of rapid progress in only a few centuries so like we have so much more value to that but like yeah i definitely see it more from well, i think on a rewatch definitely seeing it more from q's point of view being like no humans can be fucked like mm-hmm. all the, <laughs> the evidence points that humans are, are a bad idea for the galaxy and letting them out around yeah. is not great but i like that he's all like no humans are bad we're going to ignore the klingons we're going to ignore the vulcans we're going to ignore everybody else that we've spoken to it's just humans that yep. are bad yeah and then it almost makes me feel like why was there not more i i I guess i don't know i I, on on rewatching it like from say wolf's point of view or balana's point of view where she's only half human sorry not balana uh troy's point of view sorry that she's Mm. only half human she's a betasoid um yeah it's interesting to think why it would i guess because they're federation officers so they're mostly like human but like Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to think like, oh, well, I mean, if I was a wolf, I'd kind of be like, okay, this is, you know, your issue. I'm just going to like <laughs> hang out in the corner over here. I don't know. I think when it comes attack. to brutality, the Klingons don't really have a like to stand on that one's like, oh, I'm just going to go yeah. with, with what you're saying. Yep. Yep. But, but like, why not then turn to the Klingons and be like, hey, you being like, you know, Klingons fucking because their whole race is about being, you know, the strongest and most, you know, Powerful, muscly, macho, super, macho super man. Testosterone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't get why they. I don't get why Q did that. But I guess, I guess, for the sake of the episode, we're focusing yeah. on humans, and that, that makes sense plot-wise. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I wonder because Q to me is he's an antagonist in this episode. He's not actually a villain, or he's not the villain of the piece. Mm. Um, but I like that for for D and D as well, where you have a villain which isn't really a villain. And particularly as someone yeah. that the party can't fight. Because Yeah, because he does he puts a lot of moral questions that like make sense like to Picard. Like, hey, you've kinda of, like humans do kind of suck and like this is an issue and like, you know, uh, you should be judged for this. Mm. Uh so it's like a moral quandary as much as it is like a uh, could be used as like a plot device, like putting characters and uh, players in a position where they have to sort of I don't know, explain their reasoning behind something a little bit more or choice a little bit more, maybe. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. And particularly that that this is kind of a, for a first session, this is a low-level party. Like they have their skills yeah. and they're a bit above the regular person because they're Starfleet. But they're, they're up against a god the first, first yeah. time out. <laughs> it's just, it's a pretty fucked up place. I mean, it's a great place. It's, a, it's kind of great in the sense that, yeah, it's like, 
you know, you're starting off at this low level and then suddenly, oh, omnipotent godlike character coming mm -hmm. in and telling you to sort of defend your honor of, you know, the human race or we're going to kill you. I mean. <laughs> and and really like, saying, come up with a way that doesn't involve fighting. Yeah, using your brain, using the mind, yeah. the wish I, of Picard. It does seem like a lot of the problems that are going to occur in this will be ones, how do you do this without fighting? Yeah, come up with come up with a non-combat strategy, and I think that's a big fun part of D and D is coming up with things you can do that aren't combat related, especially yeah when you're just starting out. Well, here we, we go again with um, like moving forward through the episode a little bit yeah. that the Q makes all these statements about humanity, and then it's like, cool, I'm just going to leave, and you will stay here, and Picard has this plan. It's like, all right, cool, we're going to run. And he's going to chase. Yeah. And then at a certain point, we're going to try a misdirect. Yeah, yeah. This, this whole, and, we're um, going to separate the, the saucer section and keep sending which, that out. Yeah, which is a big thing in Star Trek for the saucer to be separate. What was it? A saucer sep. I didn't realize. <laughs> I, I can't even name like or even count on my hand the episodes coming up that like do that again. Like it's it's such and 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 like it's so drawn out and it's so long this like saucer separation thing that they do that they like it's such a big deal such a big I deal i know but like it's so awful and i hate it it just like brings down the tempo of the episode because they like suddenly everyone's like a saucer step oh my god a saucer step the fuck we're gonna separate and picard's like do it and then like it takes like a, a full two minutes for them to sort of like separate the two bits and everybody's mm -hmm. like wide-eyed looking like at each other like what the fuck is happening and oh my god and oh what a plan and then it hardly ever happens again <laughs> well, i'm one it must or, be because uh, in the first see in the first show like the first the original series they yeah. may have talked about it or it was believed like all the fans believed it could oh, be done possible. or something like that like maybe this is a meta a fan thing and now we get to uh. see it happening everyone Oh my gosh. At high warp velocity. Yeah. Yes. It's, and the fact just, that it's, it's a high warp velocity as well. It's like, oh no, yeah. something could go wrong and then nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Data's like, oh, that separation is inadvisable at, at any warp speed. And then it's theoretically possible, but then uh, no margin of error. And then fucking, they just, they just do it. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They, they just do it and everything goes perfectly. That it does. Everything yeah. goes perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and they smoothly as fuck. Now they switch to the battle bridge. At a certain point as well. Yeah. Is the battle bridge yeah, not the in the saucer crew. section? Is that why they had to switch? I think so, because but then then how does the saucer section like function? Because where are the warp coils? I thought the warp coils were a part of the like near the bridge or like no, sorry, not near the bridge. They were in engineering, but like isn't that in the saucer part that came? I mean, sorry, yeah, the you, um You're going way oh. beyond my knowledge of starships yeah, right now. I, see it, this confuses me. I know it's down in engineering, but like <laughs> Yeah, where's engineering? Where... <laughs> Maybe they're just um, functioning on inertia um... right now. They're just like Vroom, we're just gonna keep going at this speed until um until we hit something, which is not a good plan. No, but they still have access to the torpedoes, like right? Because wasn't true. Tasha Yar like shooting off torpedoes for a reason? I don't know why they yeah. did that. Actually, do you know? Uh, they were firing them off so they would explode in front. Like Q's giving chase is like this big ball of energy, oh uh, yeah, and just gaining on them yeah. constantly. But they hope that when the torpedoes go off near him, which you know, good way to make him friends, fire torpedoes at him. 
Um, yeah. They will blind him to the fact that the saucer section has disappeared. And I just love that oh. idea as well. It's like, oh, the ship looks different. Well, I guess that was how it always looked. I love how they're like, oh, yeah, we, we can trick an omnipotent being by doing like flashing lights for a second. Mm-hmm. And yet <laughs> and it then, works. And then, like, yeah, I guess. Or maybe like you just could see around it. I don't know. Yeah. It's so... It's such a weird break of the, I don't know, it, it, it almost, it adds to the tension, but it doesn't add to the tension. I don't know. It's just a bit weird. Uh, it, it's so odd, but I, yeah. yeah, I don't even know. But it does, it does get all the bridge, the main officers, sorry, into the one place. So that's yeah. what happens in the next bit where they like, they get, you know, oh, I guess except for Worf. I think Worf isn't there. He No, Worf's given told... command of, yeah, he's given command of the source yeah. section and basically he has but a he's... whole thing about, I'm a Klingon, I don't flee. It's like, yeah. well, do it. You're getting told. Yeah, exactly. For me to escape would make it happen. This is on the bridge. It's like, and then Picard's like, shut the fuck up. And, do it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> do it. Uh, and we, we also yeah. get the um, the first sighting of Cole Meany. Colin Meany? Wait, Cole where? Meany. Who's... Uh, this would be going to be Chief Miles O'Brien later on. Oh, yeah! But Mark, now, Colin O'Brien. At, yeah. at the moment, he's not actually named. He's just um, he's just random con officer. Yeah, but he, he's like, the, he's a permanent fixture of like the he, star yeah. Uh, yeah. next-gen crew for like ages. Yeah. He and his, his wife are the best, uh, and I love them. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're what to, again, I think apart from Geordi and maybe Data, uh, they're like he's maybe like my third favorite character. I, I love the guy; he's great. Oh, he's great. he's fantastic. Mm. I just know the actor, Miles O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. Yeah, I was calling him. I was calling him Colin. Why was I calling him Colin? He, the actor's name is uh, Colm. Colm Meany. Oh, okay. I was probably getting confused then. Yeah, sweet. What a guy. He's a, well, I thought uh, they were actually calling him Colm because um, they call it, they say con, as in you know oh, you have the con. Uh, and I'm just yeah, like, wait, are they just doing the the thing where they just name? the actor rather than give the yeah. actual character a name and they're going to stick with that. And then I remember his name's actually Miles. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it was yeah, fun well, to spot him just as a, from the yeah, very first episode. Yeah. yeah uh, and Picard, I love that Picard's plan is separate the source of section and then immediately surrender. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you shot torpedoes and then you're like, Oh no, sorry. My bad. Like I surrender all good. Like yep. what, what, <laughs> like, you can, I guess his idea was, oh, I'll just explain my actions later that I wanted you to follow me, but then be like, and also it's just, it's weird to think that like Picard, who I feel like in, in, in the future is a lot more open to, you know, uh, talking things through and the Federation way is like diplomatic and mm. he's, you know, the diplomat of Star Trek. I find that like he is always the first person to say, let's talk, let's, you know, sit down, let's just discuss shit. But, like, this first episode, he's doing stuff before, like, wanting to have a civil conversation with Q. Like, it seems like he could have steered that differently. (laughs) It does. I think he was trying to get the civilians because it is still, like, partly a civilian research ship. He's trying to get them out of harm's way because he doesn't know what Q's going to do to them. So he gets everybody else's safety and then goes, okay, now Federation only, we're going to surrender. That's that's fair. That's fair, and it is his first mission, and like he yeah. is on, a, you know, with a bunch of kids, so probably driving him crazy. Gotta but get yeah, rid of the so kids. gotta get rid of the kids. <laughs> so like, so what happens? Like they they rock up there, and then the sphere thing that's chasing him, uh, the force field thing, because there was this force field that Q put down to sort of block them from like moving, and then as yeah. soon as they scooted the other direction, because <laughs> space, space is works. like you know, you're, yeah. 
space works that way. You just go back. You don't have to go forward. Um, the, they turned into a big giant ball and started chasing them. Yeah. So they get taken to like a, a courtroom. They pretty much yeah. Oh. Hugh kind of beams just the the main characters over. Just um, oh, yeah. Troy, Yah, um, Picard and Data. I think. Picard and Data. Data yeah. was there to this yeah. medieval court. But it does seem like that they've kind of drawn from all the the nastier elements of history because it's like a 23rd century guard or something or a drug guard i don't know what the deal with yeah. that was. was what the much... fuck is up with those guys <laughs> it was one of those things it's like look how bad humans can be we're going to give them drugs and make them soldiers i'm like okay is this a commentary on like 1980s army tactics yeah. or i can't tell is this something yeah. that they talk about it anyway it, it doesn't matter there's a know. bad guard but there's also a whole yeah. bunch of historical ones too yeah, it goes sort of so when Q first comes on board, he goes through. He starts off as that yeah medieval dude, um, a medieval yeah based medieval time guy like uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry warrior kind of dude, and then he goes to someone in the 1940s like an American soldier like against the commies, and then he flips to this 200 ago like in Federation history mm. like space junkie military guy and then like oh isn't this look progression of bad shit and then he's there for some reason in the courtroom as, as yep with a whole bunch of like other crazy but they they kind of look like extras from like i don't know xena warrior princess like the yes, kind of that that's kind a of good vibe. example actually <laughs> like use my shoulder just yelling exactly it's just they're just they're just yelling nonsensical like ah crowd noises like they're like oh we're rough and tumble crowd types oh we've got yeah rhubarb you know, rhubarb 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 oh yeah. they did something and then whenever anybody says something on the crew they just they just go oh it's like oh i love it uh 19 i mean 80s uh 80s TV is the best. It's great. It's, uh, I, it's a good time. I do love that it does feel very much like Q is in control of, like, the, all these beings could just be creations of Q. Yeah, that's what like I love. Just I'm pretty an sure. extension of his mind. That's kind of how I read it. They're just like, yeah. all of these characters, he just makes up to sort of support his point and, um, and add to like, I don't know, the pressure, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's cool. And he comes on, like, Q comes out on that, like, day thing chair, that moves. Yeah. Yeah, the floating chair. Uh, it's 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 like this big chunky thing, mm -hmm. and, um, and he's just like chilling he there. He's like, oh yeah, uh, that's right. And they're all told to stand, and I love that Picard deliberately sits when he's told that yeah. the business will stand. Yeah, I love it. And Yah just goes like flips out, and like, yeah, and her for, stunt double beats oh, someone up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. But like, she's always like that character. Like, I think maybe it's just this episode because I can't remember. But she's like level 10 like level mm. level she's she's up in the rage like the whole fucking episode she's just like instantly like i'm gonna kick you and then like throw you down and then yell at you for, for you know because uh i lived on a on a on a horrible I, planet when i was younger the federation say like she has feelings about the federation she has strong feelings oh. Fucking strong feelings. Is yeah. that is that she developed rages. later on? Because she just kind of says, "I'm from somewhere that the Federation saved." I'm like, "All right, cool, great, good for you." No, there's like a whole two episodes or something about it. Like, there's oh, a wow. there's a lot. She she basically grew up, and there's like, like just horrible shit happened on that planet, and she it was just basically like a junk, like hell planet for people who just like you know, hung out and were awful, and uh, and they saved her from it apparently, and 
yeah, it, it's it. They go. I don't want to spoil anything, but like, there's a whole couple we'll episodes it, yeah. that explain. It will get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, she flips out immediately and then gets iced by Q. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, we found out which by we should have kind of seen coming. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> instantly, instantly, Troy's like, "You barbarian!" I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. uh, see what you did there. You're flipping yeah. it back." But um, uh, but again. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And Q's reasoning to be like, no, you guys are fucked. Like she mm-hmm. attacked someone. I just iced her. I mean, kind of makes sense. Um, and yeah, the, and the, the danger that of that Torres was fine after they got him to sick bay. It's like, will will Yar be okay? Mm. Well, we don't know. We don't have sick bay here. It's like, <laughs> yes, yeah. It always feels in this show that they have thought out the the logical progression of events. That they're already yeah. kind of predicting what people like if the internet was around then what people would have been saying on the internet yeah some yeah i get that sometimes like they have to make it obvious like the steps and choices of progression like oh we don't have sick bay she's probably gonna die oh no this is an issue this is but but sometimes i feel like that's really well done and then other times i feel like we're just kind of left in the dark still which is yeah. i guess fine for like you know tv viewing in the 80s there's always that like well we're doing it because it's Star Trek and it's space and space magic because this- <laughs> you have to explain why these things don't work so we can break the rules later exactly but then sometimes it doesn't apply like it just I think it's like some there's some flexibility there in the show where like sometimes things are really strict and then other things like the prime directive not so strict <laughs> that one we, like, we we'll bend just, occasionally just a little mending just tiny tiny bits but, we'll, um, we'll get to the prime directive i think in another episode because it's not quite as important yeah. as this one not not really not really it's not really directly spoken about or even acknowledged yeah. <laughs> but uh i know but, it's, it's but, mentioned yeah. like it, it'll be fine with the prime directive i'm like all right cool great uh <laughs> that's right we'll just save them because that's fine yeah and, it's fine. Um, and we'll just put them back where we found them and then leave <laughs> yeah that's that's how these uh, things work i uh, but q wants them to address the charges that um yeah that oh actually i did miss a bit after when when uh q freezes yeah and picard oh, yeah. actually Doesn't has a nice she little get... oh she gets unfrozen because um yeah, immediately picard, pretty much yeah picard does it like a little bit of a quick talk persuasion role saying like you said the prisoners will not be harmed <laughs> it's like you're going back on your uh... word and that he does kind of get him to say okay look we will abide by the decision of the court but so do you you have to say if you agree with us then we're fine like if we yeah, can convince yeah. you that humans are okay you have to be like okay cool humans are okay then yeah and the crowd like boos immediately and just yeah. goes <laughs> but q agrees uh, and it's like then he goes yeah. okay cool if well here are some you only have one plea it's like you have to answer the charges and if you don't say guilty i'm going to shoot you no i'm going to shoot uh troy and troy and is it data data He's going to shoot? Data. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess all of them. Just, I'm yeah. just gonna, I'll just kill your crew. Yeah. But which is, which is wild. To, but, um, but yeah, basically gives them the ultimatum. Um, yeah. Fucking. And then from there, do we, does it continue? I forget. Does he say, end up saying guilty immediately? He, or? he does. He's, he, there's the big pause of uh, how is he going to think his way out of this one? And he says guilty provisionally. Yeah, that's right. Exception. Yeah. Um, which is fair and then us to take a test to sort of show how humanity has like moved past barbarians being a barbarian yeah. yeah barbarianism barbarianism 
That's a word. Bob, barbarism. Sure. Barbarism. That'll work. Sure. Yeah, and if it's presently true. And, yeah, Q gets on board with that. And it's like, cool, well, I guess I'll test you at Farpoint Station, which would yeah. be an excellent uh, way to see how humans be, be doing. Um, I, I and basically, my notes just say, God, we're not even at Farpoint Station yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we've it's gone like through this, all of this and they haven't uh, even got to the fireworks factory. We haven't even got to Riker. Like, no. he's not, like this whole this whole bit is pre-Riker. And, yeah, it's and, like this. And we're pre- halfway, we're 30 minutes into the episode. I mean, I know it's only like a 90 minute episode, but I'm like, oh, I think this is, like an, this is like an hour. This is like a double Oh, this episode, is longer. Yeah, it? it's like, like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's wild. It's one and two. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah okay cool so we're not even there but that's basically the the pre the preamble to getting to far point is okay well it's a test and hmm. now we're gonna see how humanity is doing um says q the hmm. boss this and, is um, the, the cold open for, for a new show <laughs> so it's gonna be a little bit more yeah. extended we had to see that sources separate otherwise we wouldn't know it could be done I feel like this would be the short rest, maybe, like for people yeah. being like, okay, now we've kind of settled in. We'll get, you know, we'll get Yar fixed up if he needs any more help. And then um, we'll go back to O'Brien and hear how he thinks it's a shit place. Um, Far Point is, is the worst. Well, he doesn't even notice they were gone. <laughs> it does seem pretty dull. It seems like just That's this, right. this nothing world with a nice, nice uh, rest stop. Yeah, blink in, blink out. Mm. Um, but yeah, cool. But then we get to Farpoint. Now yes. we're at Farpoint. Uh, yes. yes, now we get to see Farpoint. Which looks nice we place. We get to introduce... It does look nice place. There's apples. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> apples. There's some fruit. There's also William T. Riker uh, stepping out, making his yep. first little little dance as a as a commander. Well, he's got um, his little... Um, he's got his uh, first officer's log saying, I'm waiting yeah, here. Yeah, he does this little intro. by the hood. Now, this is where I feel that he was meant to be a main character. For, like, oh, not, for sure. Picard yeah, wasn't he's... the main character. He Like, Riker was the the hornblower of this show. Yeah, he he's like the Kirk, the, like the new new gen yeah. Kirk. He's like the, 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 <laughs> the suave, like kind of charismatic, charming, um, beardless uh, mm-hmm. commander that we also want to desire. Yeah, it's very weird to see him beardless. Like later on in the seasons, he grows like a full flushed out beard and it's great. So seeing him chin naked is a little bit weird. Um, well, didn't the, the, the phrase growing the beard come from this? That the show got good when Riker started growing his beard? Growing the beard? Yeah, that's so true. Fuck, yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Which is why all d characters should grow a beard quite early on. Yeah, immediately, if beard. not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to have a couple of sessions without a beard, and then you grow the beard, and it's like, all right, now, now I'm William T. Riker, baby. I think Amanda they said Riker. that about Critical Role as well, that it gets better once Grog starts growing a beard. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, but I like Critical Role. I think Grog's great. He's, beard. It's good from the start, been, to tell the truth. Yeah, he's. they're all pretty great. I've been watching Vox Machina uh, with mm-hmm. Val, uh, who's my partner, and um, it's. I love it. Oh, it's so funny. Because I, so I haven't good. been. I've never been a big critical role like what like listener before, but it's making me want to listen. It just. It's so the series. It's like such a long like show oh, to listen God. to, yeah. but uh, it's making me want to. It's making me want to get into it. It's worth. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing. But yes, so, so we get to meet. Sorry, we get to meet Riker. Yeah, back back to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Back to the original <laughs> original recipe, which I'm sure has influenced the true reason we're here. Yeah, and oh for sure, it must. So Riker is on Farpoint Station, basically waiting for the Enterprise to pick him up, 
which yeah, yeah I like this idea of ships in space and that you do kind of get this <laughs> you kind of have to get a lift with somebody space. else that you know ships in space I'll make a joke yeah. for that because it's fun to say um, it just reminds me of pigs in space yeah. from like um, the Muppets growing up but um, yes Riker back to the original PP is Riker yes. he's uh, <laughs> standing Riker, in a room oh well, he's Riker's, on Deneb 4 yeah he's on yeah, Deneb 4. 4 he's in uh, Farpoint Station which is this gorgeously yes. designed structure basically a Starfleet perfect structure like it's everything yeah. that humans could want it's nice and green and all the rest of this the planet is grey and dull uh, yeah. And he has to go and see Administrator Zorn. Like there's a there's a some sort of yeah. um, rank like Title? grappler yeah. or something, which is oh grappler. Um, maybe maybe that's why I was getting confused. Like grappler Zorn, but like yeah. that's his title, not his name. Ah, oh, makes sense. Makes sense. I don't know, really, um, I don't know where yeah. it came from. Anyway, he's got to go and Zorn is that guy, the yeah. the dude who looks like the Mad King from Game of Thrones, but like he's yes. got the long hair and he's got the weird like. It's it's so he's having a meeting with Riker and it's in a room that kind of has a medieval medieval feel. I don't know. It's a bit yeah. bit dark, bit gloomy, but like nice. Like it's great and it's what they need, so it's fine. Uh, and then he he has like these two, well, this one bowl of fruit, and he's like, here, have a piece of fruit if it takes your fancy to Riker. And Riker's like, oh, do you have any apples? Mm-hmm. Immediately, and so it's like, oh, nah, sorry, and we don't. And then Riker's like, oh, okay, cool. And then they're about to have a conversation about actual shit, and then like apples appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Riker's like, I swear I didn't see that ball there a second ago. And so it's I... like, oh, nah, it was here the whole time. <laughs> I had apple. to go back and watch it again, like watch the scene again, and be like, wait, were the apples there the whole time? Because that's the same shot. Did I just not pay any attention yeah, no. to anything else besides Riker in the scene? <laughs> Uh, I remember it being dodged like from the, well, a while back when I first watched it. So I remember being like, ah, this is a thing. I don't know why, but something happens here with fruit. And he mm-hmm. makes a big deal about it for like yummy the next, fruit. I don't know, two minutes. Yummy, yummy fruit and apple. And he just bites right into it immediately. Oh, and it's yeah. like, mmm, delicious. I, I <laughs> okay, like cool. Zorn's line here. The um, Did your failure to notice it make it unwelcome? Yeah. That sounded so sus though. Like when you think about it, like, Oh yeah. It, it, it's like super suspicious and, and Riker's immediately like, no, nah, that's cool. I love it. Mm, delicious. And just eats it. It's like, I wouldn't eat that apple. That apple came out of nowhere. <laughs> what are you doing Riker? <laughs> Riker's not great with the insight. No, true. He's a little bit. Yeah. He probably, no. he probably tried to make a perception check and just missed it completely. It's like, oh, an apple. Cool. I think, I think it's pretty obvious ago. that Riker's maxed out his, uh, his decks and charisma and the rest of everything else is, um, yeah. it's not so great. Hit up that charisma. He's, yeah. would he be the bard of the group? What would he be? Maybe, maybe not bard, but like, he's definitely know. the, the seducer of yeah. the, <laughs> and bards usually get that. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's the bard. I think he's them. he might be the rogue. Maybe he is very roguish. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's he's a, a charisma a, rogue. That could be cool to do. We should probably maybe do you reckon we could see like who we think each character like kind of fits in, in like what archetype they fit into. Like uh, we could. I think it'll Troy, take us all a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that to in the down. season wrap up. Yeah. Or as they come up. Yeah. Uh, as discuss them. <laughs> uh so anyway, Riker less suspicious of the apple than um than you'd expect. Uh just leaves. Mm. He's just like, yeah, this is and a great then... place. <gasps> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Zorn's all yelling. Great... 
Zon's, the... yeah, Zon's like yelling into the abyss. Like as soon as Rekka leaves the room, Zon's like, "I told you not to do that room. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna, this is suspicious as fuck. If that happens, uh, we'll punish we'll you have again. To punish. Oh, it's so creepy. But like, so weird. You know, so yeah, it's it's super super spooky. So he's basically having a conversation with something in the room that we can't see at yeah. this point. But that's kind of yeah, that's a that's a typical I think Star Trek thing to see, like um show things to see like a, a, a discussion or like a third person like fourth maybe like someone discussing something and like federation people aren't necessarily there mm. but like we as an audience get to see it we get which, to see uh, that's we get to see a little bit more information which doesn't really work for for D. like if the characters aren't there they don't get to know about it yeah yeah unless you're listening in but then like one of you is going to know about it so it's like yeah, yeah. it's a bit it's a bit weird yeah. but, um, but anyway but yeah but yeah we and can't then... have racket too sus at the moment because he's got to go talk with um dr crusher and wesley crusher oh yeah in the market that's right they have that yeah. catch-up that really awkward catch-up which i find funny that Riker didn't immediately hit on her because he hits on everyone <laughs> well he's friends with <laughs> like wesley this- it's like that would be weird for him but are they friends initially? I thought they just sort of like would. This is like their first introduction, like their first meeting. Like I don't know. Is, um, is Wesley it... seems to recognize him. Oh really? I thought yeah, Wesley. He's... I thought that that was Wesley just being like super proactive and and like learning everybody's name on the ship oh, and who they are. I thought he was like, "Hi, Commander Riker, Commander Riker," and it's like, "Oh, obviously you know him from somewhere." Oh, maybe I must have missed that. I just assumed it was Wesley being a kiss ass, but um, yeah, but yeah, I think that, that there's a number of Starfleet. <laughs> It, I mean, Wesley is a kiss oh. ass. Um, I feel yeah, there's a but, number of Starfleet people on Farpoint Station, and they're all kind of in their little enclave. Like, uh, they've created their would, own yeah. little community there, and it's like they all kind of know each other at the moment. But didn't he get dropped off uh, by, what was it, the the, the hood? Or something yeah, the like hood. the horn, the hood? The hood, yeah, the ship that dropped him off. Um, wasn't that so, recent? I thought that was why he was being introduced to Zorn, because like, oh, hi, I'm the new commander, but I'm no. Federation. No, oh, no, he's, okay. he's he's talking with Zorn as though this is something he's done regularly. Like he's coming by every couple of days to check if the Enterprise is here. Uh, Zorn's first okay. words like, the Enterprise is not here. He's like, great. Uh, I, okay. I was just, just checking. But yeah, obviously the hood dropped off a few other people as well. Yeah, um, so it would have been like, that's how they know each other. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Makes sense, makes sense. All right. So they know each other. So that's probably why he's not hitting on it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he knows. And Wesley's got doctor, such a but... boy crush on him. Oh, huge! It's a kind of adorable, but also very funny. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the same thing happens, right? The same Apple yeah. experience where, uh, like Will is trying to, so Riker's trying to tell Beverly Crusher, who's the new Doctor, um, what happened with the Apple with Zorn, and she's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And then she's picking up a bolt of like fabric in the marketplace and talking mm. to this guy and being like, oh, it's so beautiful, but I wish it was in like red or like I wish it uh, gold. I wish it was in gold. And um, and then she looks to Riker for a second, and then she looks back and there's gold on the fabric, and she's like, <gasps> that's spooky. <laughs> that's weird. That's Maybe suspicious. you do need to investigate because he, she's just like, you're yeah. just. You're just trying to brown nose with the new captain um, and pre- oh, yeah, finds problems right. where there's no problems. Yeah. But now she believes as well. And, yeah. And she's like, perhaps perhaps Jean-Luc might want to know about this. And then Riker's like, oh, you know the captain? And then mm-hmm. there's this whole thing with Beverly Crusher and, and Jean-Luc kind of like begins. And it's like, oh, yeah. they know each other. But the from how thing. and why? Well, I think we, we learn. 
don't we get the exposition? Oh but, yeah, um, that hit Jean Luc and her ex or her uh, her, partner her, and, um, her, who died. Yeah, her husband who had died. Husband. Picard delivered his no. body to them and explained. Yeah, but Wesley you know, says dead. it really sadly. Yeah, yeah, like, his dad's she, dead. Like, I know, but it's it's so sad. It's like, well, they're talking. And well, Will, uh, sorry, Rack is like, oh, you know the captain, and then like Beverly goes all quiet and like sad, and then like Wesley's like. The captain returned our dad, my dad's dead body. <laughs> it's like fuck. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, man. Riker, like, read oh. the room. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like, Beverly Crush is like, yeah, that was really sad. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm just gonna about. go. I love also that Wesley yeah. has to explain the whole cloth situation to us because we might not have yeah. noticed it was too subtle. It's like, mom, it, that was it different. It wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's definitely. Definitely a Wesley thing to be like, I didn't explain the obvious because reasons and plot. But um, but at least he gets a goodbye from he he's helping and he gets a goodbye from Riker because he's like, we're gonna go yeah. by and then Riker's like, see you on the bridge, Wesley. No way, he does a hey Wesley and Wesley turns around, and it's like see you on the see you on the ship or see you on the uh, Enterprise yeah. or something. And, and I can, almost like, expect him <laughs> to do finger guns. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Geordie, Geordie LaForge shows up uh, to give... Yeah, he's my favourite character. I love him. He's the best. I, not really he's... properly introduced at the moment. He does seem a little bit more laid black. Black. That's um, slip of the tongue. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I know. But he is <laughs> edit, also edit kind of... No, no. I think I think it's appropriate because this is kind of... I don't remember the, the original series as well, but there were not that many African-American characters on there. I think there was just a yes. and that was kind True. of... It. So the fact and that was that a big have... deal, like for for the actress as well. She was like, yeah, um, the actress who played Ohura was one of the first uh, African American women on TV at that time, which was yeah. incredible. Yeah. So um, Lavar Burton think... uh, playing Jordan yeah. Forge, um, amazingly, honestly. Again, yeah, also honestly, one of my he's like characters. Me too. He's one of my favorite like actors of, of next gen because like um, he's also in Reading Rainbow, and I remember him being like watching that like it was it was kind of on reruns uh, uh, on the TV when I was a little kid, but definitely watched it and like <laughs> he was he's just this very genial, very likable character, and he oh sorry uh, actor person, and he brings that into the character Geordie LaForge. Like immediately, he's talking to Will Riker. And this is what gets me. This is what pisses me off a little bit about this episode as well. And everyone trying to like, you know, act proper and do things mm -hmm. by the proper format because it's their first like mission or whatever. But like he's talking to Will Riker and then like Riker's like, uh, excuse me, is this a professional, like an actual report? And then Jodie LaForge is like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, and he does it all like by the book. And mm -hmm. it's just basically him reporting that like, you know, the enterprise has been split and the saucer is headed in the direction. But like, oh no, the, uh, the so... engine section's arrived, but the saucer section hasn't. Oh, oh, the, sorry. Just my bad, my bad. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit too uppity for what I think their relationship kind of like yeah. turns into. And, and also his character, like Jordi LaForge is so sweet and likable. And we get that little moment with him, like I think in the, doctor's office on the a little bit later, yeah yeah a little bit and we'll go into that but yeah i just i fucking love him he's my favorite he's so mm. sweet and just nothing but pain for him it sucks but anyway Aww. with his with his eyes and it's the thing yeah but yeah, but they yeah make him the will be very early on yeah 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 um, we get we get a bit more of Riker because Riker now that the enterprise or part of the enterprise is here Riker beams up 
um, mm. almost immediately. Other like, cool, I can just beam up immediately. And he's yeah. taking the battle bridge. He avoids getting exposition in the elevator, which I'm very disappointed about, um, as other listener, listeners <laughs> to the show will know. Oh, he says uh, it why? What's the, oh, what happens uh, in the elevator? There's Elevators are great for exposition. Oh, because you just sit and you talk. Like elevator yeah, they just have two people talking like back and forth. So we've got the exposition elevator. Sure. And that's a, a thing that is a little jingle <laughs> for. Uh, which uh, we don't get to it. play yet. Oh, well, we'll get to it. No. I'm sure at some point a turbo lift will have uh, a lot of exposition in there. But he's yeah. then, ta- I love that he's then taken and told, we'll bring you up to date. And he's basically shown a clip show of the episode so far. Yeah, they sit him in front of it. Like, <laughs> Picard doesn't even look at it, like, look at no. straight at him. He's just like, oh, welcome to the bridge. Um, I mean, the battle station, whatever they're in. Yeah, the battle bridge. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. Could you just, the battle bridge, could you just uh, get yourself updated on this, uh, <laughs> this view screen? <laughs> it's just like a recap of the episode. It's and literally like, shot for shot. I'm like, wow, are you watching the dailies or something? Yeah, and where did you get the camera, like, at that position, like, right behind yeah. your head, Captain? Like, what the fuck? Um, that could come in useful for the future episodes, I'm sure. <laughs> it's so funny. But, like, uh-huh. then he just goes into the... Um, in his conference in his lounge like the whatever yeah. it's called the yeah he's like yeah come have a chat with me when you're done and then everyone's real you know awkward and quiet and then yeah picard straight to the point being like hey you had a great review from your other captain or something oh wait yeah, was that? You, you had a was great something? review from your other captain but i'm going to put you on redocking duty you have to you have to oh uh, yeah which <laughs> Honestly, this docking duty sounds sounds dirty. But he's like, yeah, you're going to dirty. to have to reconnect the swords do it. section. Anyone can do it. You can yeah. do it, Riker. Mr. Riker. Go on, Riker. You got this. Mr. Riker, sir, with your no beard. Yeah, he's yeah. and he gets put on this like, which is basically redocking the sources section yeah. of the ship to the yeah the battle bridge area, or whatever. Yeah. Um, everyone's everyone's. Oh, everyone's shook about it. They're like, oh my God, manually, what the fuck? Even Data <laughs> is looking at, is looking around being like, the fuck? Manually? Are you, sh- you sh- shitty human? Like, what the fuck? You're going to break the ship. And it, mm-hmm. even, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. The, well, didn't, the sass didn't Picard that... tell him to do it manually? I did. It was an order. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. I got to do it manually. It's a test of my will and strength, I guess. So yeah, um, uh, I guess piloting ability which well, it's a, it's is, a skill is challenge pretty funny in in D yeah. it is basically a skill challenge ah, with Riker yeah, overseeing true. it and making sure that everything has to go perfectly and then if something does yeah. go wrong it's like can we adjust mm, which it does because yeah. Riker is a badass but yeah. um and but yeah everyone, it's funny that Picard... it did take five minutes yeah. of screen time it did. It was so slow. Oh, it's so it was, pointless. Imagine how slow it was to undock the ship from one another, like you know, yeah. the source of whatever it's called. It was that slow again, and yeah. it just like the tension. Oh, the tension. Out of a ninety-minute episode, <laughs> there are uh, at least ten minutes of just taking one part of the ship and taking it off, and then putting it back on. Yeah, and people making eyes at each other, like yeah. close-ups of people being like spooked as fuck. Um, oh it's God. very funny, but then, but they do it, and Tasha Yar smiles, and then Data kind of smiles, which is weird. I'm still not. I, I it's still funny to see Data so like Emotional. human in this ep. Yeah, because <laughs> he is. He's a lot. He's weirdly a lot more smiley and emotional than I think he's played in in future episodes. Which is funny to see him in like the pilot episode be kind of like played like this, but mm. it comes. I think it comes, it fits, or it's again, I think growing pains of like a new, yeah. 
new series and a new season but it's uh it's interesting to see him so like shook up about something happening mm -hmm. <laughs> that uh that is an automatic i guess also because he's an android and automatic is it's well, uh it's the way to be also that everything seems to have gone smoothly like it was dangerous but data in particular would have been able to run the calculations and be like yes yeah. everything is going according to plan if we continue to do this nothing will be wrong it's like why are you shook everything's going great yeah why are you looking at people? What's going on? This is just like a, a further trying to like impersonate the human experience by like guess, playing yeah. like you're shook maybe, but yeah, it's deep. That's that's way meta. But uh, but yeah, so that all ends well, which is great. Yeah. And then um, this is what this is the thing I don't understand. So who's the old guy? Uh, oh no, who's well, we the don't old get guy that data then? Yeah. Oh, is um, that not? Sorry. That's not yet. That's a, a little while ahead. later. Um, or just yeah, jump, my bad, jump my to. Bad. We've got a couple of things that we were talking about before because we do have the scene where oh, Geordie okay. explains what his deal with the visor is, but also Riker kind of oh. gets debriefed from Picard about the, the docking procedure, but we learn that Riker, dis I think he disobeyed his last captain's order. Oh, that's right. I think that's what I got confused on in the last bit when I said, yeah, um, yeah it's you, very, they're I very similar him. scenes. It's just, it's, yeah. you know, gets, gets the order, does the order, debriefs about the order. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this he, is when, this is the, oh, sorry, you go, you go. Because I remember, <laughs> the only bit I remember is him being, oh, you have an issue with authority and you didn't listen to your captain when you tried to save him and all yeah. this stuff. And then, yeah. It's like, I think but, the, um, the captain wanted to go across to a, another ship or something or investigate something. And Riker's like, no, you don't get to go. You're the captain. I go. And that was yep, seen as insubordination. Yep. Um, mm. When really he's like, no, I just don't want my captain to die. It's like, it's okay yeah. if I die. And Picard's like, well, cool. I will hope that you do the same for me. <laughs> but like, wink, wink, not hope, please. <laughs> yeah. I think from the from the perspective that like I was viewing it, it was really obvious that Picard was like, I have an issue with this and you're going to have to listen to me and respect my authority. And mm -hmm. Riker was plainly like, nah, fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to be a commander mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and protect my captain. Well, he's, he's got to protect yeah. his captain in one way because uh, Picard has a, a task for him. Yeah, that's right. And it's so weird. It's like we had this really serious, like, in-deep conversation about, like, hey, you have to respect my boundaries as a captain. And Riker's like, well, you have to respect my boundaries as a commander. And they both go, yeah, okay, touche, I guess. But then also Picard's like, oh, this other really serious matter I have for you is that I am super uncomfortable with how many kids are on my ship. So could you please make me appear, like, more genial? Yeah, could you, could you just like put a good word in for me with the children so they like me and think yeah. I'm cool? Can you just make me cool, that you like the fellow kids? Like, it's such a weird like place to have this request because he's so like concerned. He's it seems like he's more concerned with how he appears, yeah, more to be more genial, not actually becomes more affectionate of I guess kids, but like yeah. It's just this thing that pops up about his character, like throughout the series, is that like he kids make him uncomfortable, a little bit nervy. He's doesn't not a like family it. Doesn't man. like being. He's not a family man. He's a diplomat. He's a professional. Mm -hmm. He's very. Uh, yeah, I like that um, he just assumes that Riker knows how to deal with kids. Oh, we'll know. We'll be nice with kids. It's like he knows that uh, Riker's a charisma rogue. He's like, yeah, yeah. You've got, that man you've got doesn't have a beard. Skills. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. You can trust him. <laughs> He's got a nice smile. He's a okie donkey, you know, to run up the mill commander with a, with the with the lack of kids and the charisma. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he just knows his 
charisma stats or something. He just he does. does regular. Well, this is what you do when you get when you get uh, subbed into Starfleet. You actually print out a stat like your your stat block, um, and they give them to your captains, so you know they know where to to best send you. Well, yeah, I guess that, that's almost quite probably true because like yeah. everybody gets like <laughs> rated and scaled from the like when they um when they come out of Starfleet, so it yeah. probably wouldn't be too far off. <laughs> then we get the um the scene where Geordie is getting scanned. Actually, um, oh, Beverly right. Crusher, right. Dr. Beverly Crusher, is checking on yes. his eyes. Dr. Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's like he's got these this visor, which is like. A big part of his, um, a big part of how he, yeah, his his character is that he has this visor that is like connected to like the sensors in his eyes. Mm. He was blind as a little kid, but it causes him pain. And she's, mm. I think, wasn't Beverly like sussing out like, does this always cause you pain? He's like, yeah, yeah, ever since yeah. I was a kid. And she's yeah. like, we could we could do operations to dull that, but like do other stuff to to fix it and he's like no thanks i'm cool okay bye yeah <laughs> he's got the the options of taking painkillers which would compromise the visor like he wouldn't be able oh, to, to see right. as well or they or could do surgery the... which might not work yeah yeah or dull the senses and his yeah uh, uh, or something yeah which would fuck up his his seeing anyway so he's like no i don't want to do any of that okay i can see ultra red <laughs> infrared uh is there such a thing as ultra red or did i just make up that word ultraviolet that's right he can see ultra so he can't actually see see he can see like all sorts of other crazy shit but not like how we see it would Basically, be ultraviolet infrared vision. like geordie is the only yeah. character with dark vision yeah yeah you're right shit so yeah. almost like a yeah yeah, that's yeah. definitely he's got, it. He's got night goggles of night. He's the one that's the visor is his. <laughs> but like embedded in his skull, pretty much. I, I'm tempted to check um, to steal that actually. That hey, you're a human and you want dark vision. Well, this is how you get it. You don't just put some goggles on. You have to have it embedded into your brain. Yeah, have and you can't. You have. You can't see other things for as a result. Like you can see some things really well, but maybe in light you have the. You um what's the uh, fuck what's the thing where you roll for advantage, disadvantage. Maybe yes, in, disadvantage full in sunlight, yeah, sunlight, you get disadvantage. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. pretty funny. That's pretty fucked I up, actually. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> um, uh, and now we get to the part happens. that you we were talking about before, where Riker's looking for da- data, which he seems to be doing a lot in this episode, to tell the truth. Um, Always looking for that data, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Data is, data is taking. Oh wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, did you say, did you say Riker is looking for that data or data? I wait, did. I'm confused. I did. I got confused uh, again. This is going to happen so often. Oh, I don't no, know. No, that's okay. I love it. This is the only time I, I get it, it confused. Like normally, I'm like fine with the word, but when it's data and data, I'm like, nah, nah. I'm going to say the wrong one. I, I um, think uh, just just remember data because like day data. daylight data. Because that's the American way of saying it, right? Data. Data. Yeah. And it's a typically American show, except for Picard is thrown in there with a, with a French name and an English accent. So <laughs> yeah. that's... <laughs> They're all using a universal translator. It's fine. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, Data is um, taking an admiral to the hood, which I think... I'm not sure whether he was on the hood. Yeah, he is, he's going by shuttle. He refuses to get teleported or beamed that's or transported. Right. Um, because that's right. That's right. And you was like, why? Why is he so old? Well, it's um, 
it's Dr. Yeah, who McCoy. is this guy? It's Dr. McCoy. That's from the Dr. McCoy. Yeah, uh, I thought he his like voice and mannerisms were familiar, but I couldn't place yeah. it. I don't know no. enough about OG. To... It's yeah, interesting. Um, it's actually DeForest Kelly as well, uh, coming back oh. to, to reprise the role with a super amount of prosthetics. And I was trying to work out why have they just like slathered so much makeup on him? Because of course this is meant to be Sick. like a hundred years after the original series, or like forever later. Uh, mm. And I hadn't realized this was the same time of the films when DeForest Kelly does not look that old. Yeah, yeah, this is um, it's it's weird. It's definitely yeah. some thick cosmetics <laughs> and prosthetics. This is the whole layer of stuff on his body. Like, mm. and um, this is where and- we get an idea that this was definitely screened over like two separate nights because we get like really? another exposition of who Data is. Oh yeah, like that's all, true. He's all robot, just... and and DeForest is like, I don't see no e- points on them ears, boy. Explain how you remember that so exactly. I remember every fact I'm exposed to, sir. I don't see no points on your ears, boy. But you sound like a Vulcan. No, sir. I'm an android. Most is bad. Yeah, you're not a Vulcan, and you you're have to like, yeah, they have to ex- they have to further explain like what data is because it's not really defined or outlined enough that he's like, oh, he's an android and he can do all of this stuff, but he's not human. Like he's nowhere related to human. He's not a cyborg. He's an android, and two different things. Yeah, yeah interesting. So we're kind of getting a reintroduction to all the characters. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's kind sure. of implied that a lot of people might not have seen the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Because that's right. Because I, I, I forget that it's actually it's two. So I watched it as the one episode because oh, I'm I'm not sure how. Yeah, on Netflix, it's part one and two is like comprised into one. So it makes sense they would have this like further breakdown or like update or like hey, just so you know, these are the characters. Um, It's kind of like um, Riker is the the new new member of the group who's come to the the table late and has to have everything explained again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or like a further, like, yeah, update. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the hood leaves. We get some more ships in space to to see it head off. Uh, They're like, buy the hood. And then Q just kind of shows up on the view screen and Worf's like, attack! Yeah. (laughs) Instant, instant alert. Worf is like, fuck you! (laughs) Yeah, and Picard has to explain to him, that's the view screen, Worf. You can't attack it. It's like, Worf, not great with TVs. I love it. Gets distracted easily. It's like when a bull sees red, it's like Wolf just flips the fuck out. Zero to oh, 100 in seconds. It's great. Oh, I love it. It's great. So that's what, yeah, that's what you meant before. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's great. And also like he was just saying, hey, speed the fuck up. You're running out of time. You've got 24 yeah. hours or something. They're, they're oh, 24. 24? And yet we, yeah. we're reminded that Q is, this is why Q is uh, around. That is like, they're on a clock. And Picard mentions, look, we've had 11 hours of our 24 um, uh, yeah, and we still have no idea what the problem is that we're meant to fix. Yeah. Wasn't he also, though, like Picard, <laughs> put under pressure, was like, oh, hey, did they get my message? Uh, bon voyage. What did he say, mon ami, or something? He said something. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> he, remember, he was like, 
he in, it was like in the middle of they were just going on the bridge and he was like oh did the hood get my message uh oh yeah know, come man blah 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 and they're like what message sir and he's like <laughs> farewell mon ami uh-huh. and he's like having a little chuckle it's like he's fucking around he's, he's, he's being, such a nerd <laughs> he's being such a fucking nerd and then q like immediately comes up and calls him yeah. out and, and it's like well yeah fair you were being a dick and yeah you have 11 hours. Yeah. i mean yeah you fuck you he hasn't even time, looked bitch. into um, the problem at this point I know they just left. Like they've just yeah. gotten their shit together, and it's almost half the time. It's yeah, it's whack. Yeah. But, uh, so uh, Riker briefs Picard on how the planet works, uh, and mm. Riker's opinion is that they're actually trading the geothermal geothermal energy that the planet produces for the materials to that they build the 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 station out of. But he's like, I don't know where they're yeah. getting it. Obviously, this is just how it works. They're um they're mm. they're trading it for something and then they've got this cool shit. So obviously they're trading with someone that we don't know about. Uh, so they're gonna go yeah. down, and this is when we get the moment with um. Uh, yeah. Is it the Troy moment? The Troy, yeah, the Troy moment. moment where uh, it's like <laughs> we're going down with uh, Councillor Troy. And yeah. Have you met? Open. And it's like. It's like this romantic, like weird long stare, and then Troy being like in her head do you remember what i told you <laughs> in imzani oh, or something <laughs> i thought she was sending like, him a telepathic message yeah she is she is oh, she's okay. like like mentally linking like she's she's yeah telepathically like linking with him like telling him the shit but he never answers he never even answers i guess no. like I, oh maybe we we have to assume that he like says yeah i do because she says something later like i also missed you or like couldn't be away from you in Imzadi and what the fuck does Imzadi mean? Like I have no idea to this I, day. I assume it's like right um, we'll always have Paris or that kind of Casablanca yeah. feel to it. Yeah, it's like hold me like you did on Naboo. Naboo it's like that kind of. Yeah. I love it, but like it's uh, this. It, obviously, shit's gone down between them, and they've had yeah. this romantic entanglement in the past. History. Yeah, and Picard is sitting there being like, hi, do you guys know each other? <laughs> like, wonderful. Really you have a good relationship, working relationship already. That yeah. is wonderful for my crew. Yeah, and then like as the, as the elevator doors are closing, he's like, I love that my crew gets close and like talks to each other and has relationships and shit. And yeah, like, that's definitely what you want on this. It's going to go really well. Oh, yeah, that goes great in the future. 100%. Yeah. No problems there. <laughs> no bad relations. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this for for a D and D group though that you do have characters who have those existing relationships. Yes, like particularly yeah, ones that is... don't have, um, I, I guess, pleasant relationships. Yeah, or like shits maybe like yeah, like a bad, bad uh, romantic relationship or entanglement mm. that's gone wrong. But like how that would add to the tension maybe of a of a game, like having characters mm. that have a past a little bit more like that. Because sometimes with it's interesting to add negative as perspectives to that because sometimes in games, like I find that I steer towards the positive when, you know, you, you first start a mission or a campaign with people mm. and you want these positive experiences um, with a couple of other, you know, of your players. Um, Cause you, you know, want to, I don't know, start off on a good note, but sometimes, yeah, negative, negative, uh, um, negative things can be a little bit more interesting. Or they certainly create that. more drama. And more opportunities yes, for role for sure. But I, I, ne- I had never thought about having like a romantic maybe entanglement or a pers- more mm. personal like something like that. Maybe that's that's pretty cool. I like that yep. idea. Hmm. I think it's really fun. It's a good addition to it. 
Yeah. Also, just really quickly, I'm not sure if we mentioned, but Troy, Deanna Troy, um, Counselor Deanna Troy, I'm not mm. sure if we fully went into her character we because haven't. I feel like... Well, she's yeah, kind of an NPC in this episode, honestly. Yeah, I think so. She she doesn't really come into her own until a, cup, a bit later in this se- series. But um, I think it's good to mention she is half Betazoid, and Betazoid yes. is a type of... Uh, is a species that can um, read minds or like are telepathic. So can maybe not so much read minds, but read intention and and emotion. Yeah, she's Um, an empath. And she's an empath. Yeah. So she she picks up on strong feelings more so um, than actual intent or uh, anything more related to like full telepathic abilities. She's sort of a half empaths or half half telepathic so yeah she she is a full empath she she picks up on emotions Mm. and feelings so she feels them very strongly and it comes into play i think later on in this episode because it's a lot of the plot is sort of built around her knowledge that something is fucked but she doesn't know what and that happens um being able to being able to sense the motives but not actually being able to communicate why or what the details are yeah yeah, and that yeah. gets used a lot <laughs> in the show mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to to move story along, which but is also because of drama. It's like I know they're angry, but why are uh, they angry? They can't communicate with us. Yeah, it's like instant pen to like Troy's face, and what is she feeling? And like, oh, it's stuff. And then some bit of piece of exposition like gets revealed, and then she's like, yes, I knew that all along. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Great, glad, glad you could um, sort that out for us. Thanks, thanks for that. I feel that like helps. she just got a that really ro- low, um, really high wisdom, but really low uh, charisma. <laughs> where she like just can't she, use yeah, her words. She can't, she can't explain. She's like, I don't know, just yeah. feelings. Oh. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to work out if there's any connection between Deanna Troy and Donna Troy, like Deanna Troy from Star Trek Don't? and Donna Troy uh, that was Wonder Girl in the the teen titans over many many years oh man i don't know i think yeah i don't know i've never been able to find a connection yeah i'm not sure i don't know too much about teen titans but uh, maybe yeah well i'll look in if anyone anyone listening knows send it send me a message yeah hit us up we need more nerds tell us tell us the things (laughs) uh so they make it back to farpoint station and this is where Deanna's um, mind reading abilities come into play because Zorn's like, I don't understand why there's a mind reader here. I've been very upfront and honest, definitely all the yep. time. Yeah, uh, it's 100%. <laughs> and then the, the um, politics comes into play because Picard's like, well, we kind of like to figure out how you built this this station so quickly so we could do it elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, then um, immediately, yeah, Troy, oh, well, he asks, uh, I think Zorn asks Troy, like, Yo, um, what's up? Like, why mm-hmm. is a Betazoid here? And she's yeah. like, I-, I assure you, I'm half a Betazoid. I can only feel like, yeah, strong emotions, basically. Um, and then instantly she picks up like a huge flood of emotions of like, I feel pain, loneliness, and, and just just awful shit, just terrible, just real bad. <laughs> and despair. She picks up loneliness, loneliness and despair. Despair. Um, <laughs> and then uh, immediately starts crying. Like, the, the actress who plays Deanna Troy can cry on the spot really well. Like she's oh, just, yeah. Um, yeah I just feel that's why she got the role because she could just turn it on. Waterworks yeah. immediately on. It's it's really great. And you immediately, like she has such a beautiful, like expressive face as well. Like it's, you immediately 
<laughs> you can read that shit's not great mm-hmm. um and she has mm-hmm. to do it constantly and it's yeah that kind of sucks but um but yeah so uh, and does zorn bring up like the ferengi or something yeah being like, um zorn doesn't want to build more stations and he says yeah the ferengi are probably much more interested in this station than you are and I like that. Yeah, but he when, uses it as like a tactic, as like a yeah. threat. It's like, I, yeah. I, I, if you don't take the station, then I'll probably deal with the Ferengi. And Picard's like, yeah, fine, fuck, go do it. I don't, don't, yeah, I don't cool. care. Have fun. Uh, They're probably going to eat you. Yeah. Great. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> this seems sus as fuck. Yeah, unless you uh, give us answers. Leave. Unless you give us correct answers about what the hell's going on here. See ya. You can go yep. deal with the Ferengi for all I care. I'm like, I like yeah. this diplomat Picard. It's like, yeah, yeah that's a he's good way of he's strong he's forceful he knows he's like yeah. i'm done bye yeah. see you later um and then they bounce but then uh and i can't remember what happens after that what happens well after then reich is still yeah. looking for data oh yeah why is he looking for data though i forget oh, i don't know i feel he's just kind of looking for data he's kind of going cool we need you down on the planet to check stuff out so i gotta find you uh and then they he gets taught how to use the the computer oh. The holodeck, yes. Yeah, well, not just the, the holodeck. On also the oh, the, the enterprise yeah, computer. On the, yeah, like, who is the voice of Jean? Is, is that is that the voice of Jean Gon? Uh, Jean Roddenberry's wife? Is that it on is, this? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Okay, cool. Because I know yeah, it is. I believe in... she voiced the computer in every every Star Trek. Yeah, sure. yeah, in Voyager. Because I remember her really distinctly from Voyager. And here, I like listen to it, and her voice is so young. Like, mm. <laughs> it sounds so much younger than it does in Voyager. If anybody's watched Voyager, it's like this, you know, lovely. Like, I don't know. I love it both. Both Timbers. Both uh, <laughs> both Roddenberry's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so in that hallway, yeah, Riker props on out and is like, "Excuse me, ma'am," to this, um, just I random, think, lieutenant or someone. By. Random, super random passer, super intimate. Oh my! And who wouldn't be? It's Riker. So he <laughs> he goes like, "Oh, I don't know where to go." And she's like, "Oh, you haven't been on this class of starship before, have you, sir? Let me just touch these buttons." And she like touches some of the buttons beep, on the beep, wall, beep. and yeah, immediately like the Roddenberry voice comes up and it's like, "You're on deck." Blah blah blah. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Commander Dater is on the holodeck and then she's like, you just follow it. Now it's showing you where to go with the arrows and arrows light up and yeah, basically shows up and Riker's like, thanks, babe. And (laughs) and just walks away. And she like does the longest like stare back like at his butt, like (laughs) looks over his shoulder, her shoulder and just like full on checks out his ass as he walks away. And it's like, is "Mm." it too early to call him Commander Tight Pants? Commander tied pants. Commander tied pants. Sit on a chair backwards. Yep, love mm-hmm. it. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no spoilers, but you'll learn, fellow listeners or oh, avid listeners. Who gets <laughs> one listener? You will. You will <laughs> definitely. Oh, you'll know. It's um, it's a thing. But yeah, this is. I think it's such a classic. Like Riker. Oh, it, it's building Riker up thing. this like idea. Yeah, that Riker is like this. You know, ooh, handsome. Look at that hot, 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 <laughs> hot Riker potato. Butt. Hot rack of booty. But uh but yeah, then then we get to the holodeck finally, which Yes, we get the, to get introduced oh. to the holodeck and how amazing yeah. it is. As oh. uh, as Riker kind of wanders through uh, I have so many questions about the holodeck, but we'll get to Yeah, that a lot of people time. do. A lot of people uh, do. <laughs> so he basically just like, wanders into this Californian rainforest. Yep, yep. It's basically huge, like empty forest the full birds tweeting and green everywhere and like somehow manages to find uh 
data. And this is like yeah. what freaks me out about data in this episode. It's so creepy because data is just like whistling pop goes the weasel to himself. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just the weirdest like series of events like introducing this. It, I, I don't know why it feels like we're being introduced to data for the first time, even though we've seen him like in the a couple of times earlier. Even in this, yeah, even we've... splitting the episodes up. We're getting introduced to it. It feels like the third or fourth time we're getting introduced to him. But it's like, it's almost creepy because he's like almost half smiling. He jumps down from a great height and like, so Riker finds him up in a tree and Data's just like whistling to himself. But for some reason, even though he's an android and has like, you know, a perfect mechanical body or whatever, can't reach the high note on Pop Goes the Weasel when he's whistling. So Riker has to like whistle or charmingly, I guess, with his charisma, like whistles it for him. And then mm-hmm. like Data like looks back down at him and is like smiling and it's really weird. And it's so creepy. It. It's, it's so, so creepy. creepy. I don't know what they were thinking with this weird thing. It's like, but I guess they're trying to like introduce Data, Data's humanity or want for humanity maybe, or mm. or need for it or something. But like, what is human about standing in a tree and whistling poppers? We- I don't know. It's, it's so strange. And I don't, I don't even it, know. With, it does my head in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I also but, noticed that Riker doesn't introduce himself. He's just like, you are Commander Data. And he's like, yes, I am. It's like, yeah. you, you going to yep. say who and you Riker, are? I, <laughs> <laughs> Data just knows who he is, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess. I would I would, I would, would get that because he's a machine. But it would be would have been nice to have some sort of, you know, oh, and you're, you know, the new commander. And hello. Mm. And uh, let's get going and tell me about what you've done. Not like immediately, oh, I'm. Commander Data and I've I wish I was the human. Academy. And I yeah. wish I was human. And I'd throw it all away if I could be human. Yeah. <laughs> and then Riker calls him Pinocchio. Oh, and then Data please goes, tell me that doesn't keep happening. <laughs> it does. It's so oh. uh, it's weird. It oh, uh, no. I don't like it. It's no, just odd. No, but um bad. but then Wesley's there somehow. Yeah, Wesley shows Wesley. up. Wesley comes in. <laughs> Wesley comes in and he's like, Commander Riker. I guess he's just like, you know, puppy following Riker around the whole ship, which I like to think he just does in his spare time. He just like has yeah. a notebook of like, Riker was on the, <laughs> Riker was in hallway B. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> knows this, he can just follow date. him on the, the ship can, the uh, ship can tell him where yeah, it the is. the ship can track him. Yeah. Somehow though, I, I totally imagine Wesley having like a journal, like a little, oh, yeah, like, sure. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, Riker sightings really around cool. the ship. Today, Riker was yeah. in, in quarantine. <laughs> Today, Riker was in the holodeck for five hours. I wonder what he was doing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. It's, and anyway, so Wesley falls into the river because he's... Because <laughs> he's Wesley. Because he's Wesley. Uh, Riker goes, watch out! That rock is loose! And Wesley goes, whoa! And then falls into the, the, the fake ocean. I mean, not fake oh, ocean, fake falls. river. Yep. <laughs> And then Data, like, oh, actually, it's not even Data. It's Data's stunt double. Like, you can see the difference in the hair and the face as he, like, jumps these rocks, like, these really shallow, like, rocks, and then picks up Wesley. Uh, and then Wesley one goes, half, wow, you're and so just, like, strong. lifts yeah. him up above his head because that's the best way to get yeah. somebody out of a river. And then just dangles him there, I guess, just to air dry for a second. But um. well, he, Here's my question, because they exit the, um, the holodeck. And Wesley's mm. still like dripping wet. Wouldn't the water have gone away? Like, yeah, because it's fake water. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Uh, but because they a explain, little... yeah, yeah, uh, 
it, no, no, sorry, you go. Because I was no, I was it, just going to say it doesn't make sense because the waters, yeah. like, it's all just matter created by the holodeck to make it feel real, but nothing can leave the holodeck. So exactly. Wesley should be so completely what, dry. But then Picard yeah, comes out and it's an opportunity to be like, oh, look, a child, and he's making my ship all messy. Yeah, look at that kid fucking up my ship. God damn it. <sighs> and then Wesley goes, I guess I should go clean this up, sir. But he like that's their official meeting. Like, wouldn't you have oh, I don't know. It's just it's so, it's so silly. It's so silly. Oh, but it's uh ridiculous. It, but doesn't, it, make, it just doesn't it's make good, sense. Yeah, but it's like, you know, that eighties stereotypical like, I don't know, oh womp, we've womp. gotten in trouble again. <laughs> yep, insert that sound here. Oh, we're gonna um, have a lot of that sound, I think. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Wesley he's just um, gushing about how great the ship is to his mum uh, oh yeah and how he wants to go and see the bridge but that's against orders and oh that's right her that uh, maybe maybe if I just stood in the elevator and looked at the bridge that'd be enough for me mum yeah he convinces his mum to like disobey orders and go yeah. up on the bridge which oh, is, well, is cool it's a cool move a for Wesley I like it She's a, yeah, Beverly doesn't give a shot. Shit, no. she is a maverick. She gives no fucks. <laughs> no. No. And they talk a bit more about Picard and like what he's like as a person. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they do. They wait. Do they? So, so is that the bit where they actually go up to the bridge, or if they not? Are they just talking they're, about it? At they're this about. Point? They're just talking about it at this point because they send okay, um, cool. send the away team down, um, and Riker sends Geordi down to Renyar to check out underground. Oh, that's right. Oh, and a massive, (laughs) wait, the massive rejection from like Troy. Like Troy goes, maybe you and I should go together, Commander. And then Mm -hmm. he immediately goes, nah, me and my boy Data, we're going to go. You three, (laughs) fuck off. Uh, (laughs) And and Troy immediately was like, oh, and like crushed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh, Troy, no. Poor Troy. Just like tittatay like tat for tat like i don't know romantic thing where he's like i'm too professional to get like women in my way and then i'm gonna do what i need to do but then it makes but he did because it makes so much more sense for him to take the empath who have like they're going on this mission because she sensed shit like it makes more sense yeah. for them to all stick together and follow her <laughs> no they immediately like, have to split no. up and look for clues <laughs> Yeah, because he's like, no, I can't be seen as romantic, so <laughs> fuck that. I, I'm, go. I'm on the I'm okay. on the career the officer path. I need to to make captain before I'm thirty. Yeah, exactly. Is he is he younger than thirty? I don't is think he, younger he is. Than... I think he's meant to be in his late thirties. His late thirties. Okay, cool. Whew, that scared me because I am oh, I am thirty two, and I do not feel older than will Riker. we will uh, check how old will Riker's meant to be let's check because <laughs> later um, on what's though. his name john john yeah john jonathan, jonathan frakes i it? believe was in his jonathan place. frakes that's right okay all right well i, I mean he could pull off he could pull off mid-30s I mean, i'm saying it's a pretty hot especially without the beard uh, young little baby yeah. face little baby chin yep he could pull off easy 30 mid-30s but it just i don't know sorry i had an existential crisis suddenly (laughs) (laughs) realizing that i might be (laughs) the same age if not younger than the day i realized i'm older than homer simpson that was a that was a tough day holy shit how old is homer simpson supposed to be i believe he's meant to be 38 that's bullshit no way he's balding he have you seen he's not dude he's at least 40 he's at least 45 48 or 50. Okay. 
<laughs> Just remember it's, that he has no, a 10-year-old. I don't want to know. Yeah, so he had them at a young... They got, like, engaged after high school, didn't they? Well, anyway, see, I, thought I, they know, I thought they got engaged right out of high school. Yeah, so that means it's possible that they would have had a but kid. No, no, it seems like it's been, like, 10 years since since high school when they Ugh. had that. Yeah. Oh, no. Anyway. That's weird. So, tangent. Speaking of other <laughs> romantic relationships. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, so Riker sends, sends Troy and the other two off and they're wandering yeah, through this market. To the tunnels. Uh, and she's avoiding <laughs> opening her mind because of, because of what happened yeah. last time. And as soon as she does, she it's... just fucking collapses. Oh, no, right, Riker has to order her to do it. Yeah, and then, so she fucking collapses. <laughs> Ryder orders her to do it. She fucking collapses. And then instantly he's like, Troy! And then he really, he goes straight to her. <laughs> yeah, they beam directly to them. Oh, my God. It's so it's so silly. It's so silly, but amazing. Uh, but, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, if they just had gone all together in the first place, it would have been fine. But, yeah. but anyway, that's, yeah. yeah, it's silly. That, this is when we get Wesley on the bridge. Oh yes, that's right. Okay, cool. And then Crusher, <laughs> Crusher, um, hoist oh, Wesley up with her on the bridge. But she—he's not mm. technically on the bridge. He's in the elevator, so it's yeah, fine. But, and then, but Picard's in, still so instantly, mad. He's still so yeah, mad. Picard, as soon as there's a child up here, straight up, straight up notices Wesley before his mum, and then mm-hmm. it's like, "What's a child doing on my bridge?" And then you know, uh, Beverly comes out, and it's like, Picard, and then like. Do-do-do, like long lingering looks mm. and Picard being like Beverly and then <laughs> Beverly. <laughs> Beverly. And then um and then she's like, Oh, I I I just wanted to introduce you to my son. Also, he's in the elevator. He's not technically on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, you got him there, Bev. Way to go. Way um, to find a loophole. Yeah, it's just this yeah, it's just like another sort of like little, oh, they've had something happen to them before that's more than just they were, you know, her dead part. Her dead husband was friends with him. Like, there's something more going on. But also, yeah. this is the chance. Yeah, this is, is the chance is that Wesley why, gets to actually see the bridge. Is this why he is, lets him on the bridge? Because he's sad about the fact that his dad's dead, or is he trying to impress Beverly? Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't Look, know. I do like children. I like your son. I think it's written initially in this episode to be like that. Like. But I think it it's more it makes more sense of his character later on for him to have been like out of respect of your dead dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you come on the bridge, and because I know you and you and like I, I mean Wesley proves himself to be a pretty smart, if not rambunctious, young man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it I think it might have seemed like in this like in the first first like this initial read of it that like he was trying to impress Bev or like it was because of Bev but I think it was because later on we learn more about like him and the dead husband and how they were best mates and all this shit I feel like that's probably more Picard's character and being like yeah okay cool like because I've always read Picard as being like yeah I'm not great with kids like I don't love them but I'm you know I'm a captain I'm you know I have got a little shit on my mind like I'll put up with him, but like here, it seems like he's, or at least that interaction with Riker initially, it seems like he was actively trying to portray himself as being kid positive. <laughs> yeah. Where like later on, he just kind of comes to the terms with the fact that he's like, I'm not kid positive. I will openly tell everyone who asks, especially <laughs> about children. My, 
especially children i don't like you but that's just me and i'm great at other shit and but like no for this episode it's like yeah i guess he's just trying to put on a perception of i'm cool with kids and they're all right just fuck off my bridge <laughs> but yeah so that happens and it's pretty funny oh and then yeah, yeah. so picard extends the welcome to to Wesley and come and it's like, would you like to have a look around? And Wesley's oh, like, I, I love oh this. boy, oh boy, gee, <laughs> boy, do I? Oh boy, gee, Willigers. And immediately runs the... around, touches shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the point of view shot of Wesley getting to look at the bridge. It's like this is yeah. very much a fan opportunity of getting to to show off. This is the set. This is what we will know. This is <laughs> what you always dreamt of when you were a kid and watching Star Trek. Is you get to walk on and look at all the shiny things, uh, yeah, which he does do. Yeah, he just sure. starts touching stuff and being like, "This is what this does," and this fires the photon torpedoes. I'm not going to press that button. <laughs> like he immediately sits in the captain's chair and becomes. Oh well, like, he's oh, invited. Okay. He's invited to sit, sit in the captain's uh... chair. Okay, cool. I feel yeah, like sure. if you just sat in the chair, it'd be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's an alert that pops up, and then, like, so, yeah, in, um, immediately Picard is like, don't touch anything. And Wesley's like, no, nah, man, I wouldn't. I promise. And then, yeah, he sits down in the chair, and they're talking, and then Picard's like, and this is where I get my, you know, notifications and alerts and whatever. And then Wesley immediately is, immediately is like, and this is where you get this, and this is where you, like, you know, track comms. And then Picard's like, how the fuck do you know that? How do you know all these things? Who told? All these things. And then an alert pops up, and instead of just, like, letting it, like, blink, Wesley goes and presses it, and is like... Perimeter <laughs> alert, Captain! Picard's, yeah, perimeter alert, something's down! And then, like... And then, oh yeah, uh, Picard just flips the fuck out and is like, get the fuck out! Get out of the bridge! Just leave! Mm -hmm. And Bev, Bev is like, Wesley! Wesley, why would you do that? He was right. Uh, what are you funny. talking about? It's yeah, like just, just, so just, funny. It's it's a it's an hour military operation, Beverly. Just um, just chill. Yeah, chill. your son's hurt feelings can be dealt with a later time. Yeah, although Wesley isn't that hurt. He's just like, oops, sorry, bye, and then he like bounces. It's a it's yeah. It's funny. the it's the the yelling at the puppy. It's not kicking it. Yeah. It's like the the puppy doesn't know shit. Like he's just gonna come back and try. And he's gonna do it again. In. He's gonna figure it out. Again. Oh, uh, but there's an unknown there's an unknown vessel approaching and it's not responding to hails. Yeah, it's huge. It's like twelve what twelve times yeah the twelve size times bigger the... than the Enterprise. Yeah, and um, everybody and flips out. I love the Picard calls Zorn and he's like, I don't know who it is. And he's like, Yeah, well, you mentioned the Ferengi earlier. Is it the Ferengi? Oh yeah. And someone's like, nah, I was bluffing. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Me too>. yeah. <laughs> Immediately, he's just like panicked. And it's like, no, I promise. I didn't mean to. I was just bluffing about the Ferengi. I wanted you to take it. Mm -hmm. Zorn is such a dick. <laughs> like, uh, absolute asshole. But the, um, the unknown vessel scans them. I, I find this interesting yeah. because this vessel scans them and is like, cool, you're the ship. And they try to get the away team back. Um, they're yeah. like, hey, there's this ship, so we need the away team back. But they can't beam them up. And when we cut back to them, they can't contact the team, the ship either. Yeah, but because so just... of interference. <laughs> yeah, but apparently like they can common... call Zorn. Oh, wait, do they call Zorn now? Well, wait, yeah, they call Zorn. And he's like, well, they don't call Zorn, but the Enterprise calls Zorn. But they can't oh. apparently call their own crew. But it's because they're in the tunnels. The... Uh, isn't, that, isn't that why? Yeah. Yeah, because 
that's a that's a common Star Trek thing where it's like, oh, we're underground somewhere. Okay, we just don't have com. <laughs> we they, just don't have really a com badges anymore. Yeah, it seems like a very very common occurrence. Like enough so that they should probably like I don't know look at maybe figuring out a way to get better reception. <laughs> like it seems like any underground. They've got a holiday. That's fair. It happens a lot, though. I mean, like, a lot, a lot. It, to the yeah. point where it's like, yeah, anyway. But, so this happens at that time. That everybody's yes. underground. They can't use yes. the combats. Troy's still getting a bad vibe check on the stuff, but she's not, like, overcome as much as she was. She's kind of like, I can deal with it, but something's going on, and I don't know what else. Something's different now. I can feel the pain. It's not so bad, but, like, some other shit's happening. And then immediately they're like oh, we can't get in touch with the Enterprise anymore. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's it. That's the thing. That's the thing that I forgot to say that I was trying to like, it's because she, they don't want you to get in touch with each other. We should go, guys. We should just leave. We, we, should, def <laughs> we should definitely go. We, we should go. We should go like right now. And then, yeah, and then they, they head back. But well, they, oh, they told, so, they, they start to head back uh, and the, yeah. the vessel starts firing on the station or starts firing yep. on the planet. Yes. Um, yeah. And Riker, but it's just firing at one particular place, right? It's not firing at Farpoint Station. It's firing. No, at, it's firing around the station. Yeah, yeah. At particularly yeah. at Zorn, or like the or old like city. Zorn? No, Zorn's the old in city. the station, right. but it's firing at the old city, which means people are getting getting That's injured. So Riker yeah. sends um, sends the three of them back, except Data, because Data's a robot yeah. and it doesn't count as much. And Exactly, but again, and like, yeah, Riker and his mandata go out. But like, again, we get a moment with Troy being like, "No, don't go, Riker." Yeah, <laughs> it's so awful and on the nose. And then Riker's like, "No, obey your orders." And she's like, "Yes, Commander." And then like three to beam up, and it's like it's so overdone. Oh it's like God. stressing. It's like, yeah, we get it. You fucked. Fucking hell. <laughs> we know, guys. <laughs> Jesus, calm down. And Riker's <laughs> supposed to be this mad hunk. All right. Oh my god! Oh. Anyway, oh my god, so. it's so accurate. But uh, and and Picard's like, hey, hey, Riker, how about you um, kidnap Zorn and we'll get some real answers out of him? Yeah, that's out of the blue, but a decision, I guess. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> an interesting decision because then um, Yar locks the phases onto onto the vessel, and Q rocks up and is like, ah, humans, so predictable and aggressive. And it's like, well, yeah, you're about to kidnap a administrator of a place and you're locking weapons onto another thing. It's like, this is kind of yeah. what what's happening. Humans do. And, and also, people are just dying and, like, you know, doing yeah. nothing about it. But but then Picard's like, ah, 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 nah, 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 ah, ah, just wait a second. Hey, Bev. And then, like, it's a Bev. Beverly's like, yeah, we're heading down to the planet now with all of our, like, med gear. And oh, yeah, she's, like, already on and it. She's yeah, like Picard, halfway like, to the transporter. See? Yeah, we're half good. We did the half good thing. <laughs> and oh, he was then, like, "Ah, eh, that's <laughs> that still sucks." <laughs> that still kind of sucks. Well, then he tries to move yeah. the um the ship between the unknown vessel and the planet. He's like, "I'm going to oh, block yeah. them from actually firing," and that's when Q goes, "No, no, no, no! You're not allowed to do that. That that ruins yeah. my theory. So you're not allowed to move yeah. the ship at all." Exactly, exactly. So it's uh, it's it's, but it's just funny how he like comes in at that point to be like, oh fuck you, look at you humans trying to be like, good and stuff. Uh, you're doing all this bad thing, and then Picard is immediately like, no, we're actually putting steps in place. But like, we don't know that as an audience up until that bit no. because until that point, we're like, okay, so he's just gonna kidnap this guy and he's abandoning these people on to be you know terribly hurt. But um, but yeah, so it's yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so when Riker and Data find Zorn, 
um, Zorn's panicking and just be like, I didn't do anything wrong. We tried to help. Yeah. Uh, and he's just about to explain what happened and then boom, he just teleported away. Yeah, but not like not like normal teleport. It's no, like, like it's a like, purple. It looked painful. Purple energy. Yeah, yeah it like seemed a, like to be an orby very color. unhappy. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant looking. But then Raikou just goes, yeah, okay, so um, <laughs> he just, we lost him and he's gone now. Yeah, uh, can, can so we come home? So I guess we'll home? just come back to the bridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back, guys. <laughs> yeah, and Dan is um, all like, oh, yeah, we sense satisfaction. Or oh, I sense satisfaction from the from the vessel now. It's like, okay. Yeah. And Q's and was... like, Picard, you should go over and see what that's about. You should definitely go over. Yeah. So Okay, so this is where on my rewatch, like, up like a couple hours ago i i paused so i haven't i can't okay. remember what happens after this so All what right. happens after this jeremy so after that um reich is like no no i will go instead because that's what i do as as first officer i go uh, instead of my captain uh and they're like all right cool <laughs> we'll send you in the away team again uh Shit. and we get a, a scene this is when picard goes to to beverly um after yeah. dealing with all the injured uh basically to apologize for yelling at wesley um, oh that's so nice. she doesn't think him harsh <laughs> oh i see oh yeah. uh, steamy. Also, steamy it is it's yeah. like i hope you don't think i was harsh because i when i was being harsh to your son yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I hope you don't think I was harsh when I was, like, yelling at your son to get the fuck off my bridge. Um, yeah. And also I mean, not letting him on the bridge to begin with. Also pointing out the fact that he's a child. <laughs> how dare I? Uh, yeah. Oof. Uh, he also uh, suggests I... a transfer. Okay. Um, basically because oh. of her, her, her feelings. Her feelings are so strong and he doesn't want to bring up such negative emotions that he his presence would give her because of her husband and she's like uh actually yeah. i requested this assignment and he's like oh, yeah oh really oh well <laughs> well i see Ooh, ooh, la but again i think it it draws attention like it's it's also like a show of like the sexism at the time to be like like and i loved how like this happened or this was even brought up maybe not so much in this way but like him being like oh you're a woman and you're it's emotional so like because let's you're just a woman cut ties because you're a woman and also because like we've had relationships in the past and she's like no i want to say um because i wanted this assignment and also it's like a brand new uh it's like um it's a brand new ship it's like enterprise like, yeah cool level ship uh, i want to stay galaxy class i have a job galaxy class and um yeah and picard's just is so shook up by that notion that he's just like oh, okay cool well fuck well, women um, could have a career i'm, I'm stunned <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we, just, we, do, we don't <laughs> we don't get that in troy and like will we get that or, or um Riker. we get him being like no i must put my job first and like i don't want any like distractions and then mm. like troy being like no but i'm so in love with you and like at every chance she gets being like let's pursue a relationship and like we don't really get that level of like of of oh, I don't know. It's just it's different between and I feel like with Beverly being so focused on her like career and job, uh, and it's, child. it's yeah, and child. It's a uh, progressive for the eighties. So yeah. I mean, well done, good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's that scene. It's just kind of not shoehorned into the middle of of this tense situation, <laughs> but it kind of is. Uh, I feel like yeah. that could have gone at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the away team beams over to the vessel 
and finds mm. the same sort of corridors as there were under the, the Farpoint station. Oh, uh, spooky, spooky. Deanna senses anger. And it's like, all right. Okay, cool. okay. But okay. it's not directed towards them. It's towards the old city. It's like, oh, no. Um, I can't remember what Data says, but he very much says, I seem to be explaining everything that happens. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, great. Well, thanks for, for putting that lampshade on your exposition duties there, Data. It's like, that would have been great at the start <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but because of uh, Deanna's like, sense of empathy, she's able to find Zorn via his fear. Ah. Like she's like, there's someone afraid, okay. and it's and like goes and finds Zorn, like in this floating torture beam. Oh no! Uh, oh, they managed. Oh. He's just kind of screaming and like, oh, I'm so sorry. Ah, oh, we didn't mean to hurt it. I was like, well, all right, cool. Uh, when they free him, that makes the vessel very angry. Ah, oh, okay. And that's when Picard's like, no, you have to come back right now, and Q just stops him. Um, which is not good. And Picard actually says, look, if you can get my people out, I will do whatever you want. And I think there's just a moment of John Delancey like raising an eyebrow and it's like, oh, anything you want, anything I want, Picard, is it? I see. Oh, oh sexy. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh, I, John Delancey. Yeah. But, um, and... So wait, so wait, I'm can. I'm, I'm confused. confused. Oh, so, yeah, just slightly. Because I remember there being, I'm way, way back. I remember there being like some sort of weird alien life form. But what is the yes. alien life form? Is it, is it so, the, 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 the old city or is it like. So the, the vessel and happen? the station turn out to be uh, these giant jellyfish type creatures. That's right, the jellyfish. And yeah, they're huge. The, the giant glowing jellyfish, yeah. Because when yeah. when um, the crew or the away team beams back, they're all like, Q didn't do it. It was the ship. The ship's our friend. Uh, even though Q's all like, no, destroy it, destroy it, destroy it. Prove that you're evil. Being a cool, fun little oh. devil on the shoulder. And Zorn finally reveals that they helped an injured creature that had crashed on their planet. And they're basically these giant jellyfish things that turn energy into matter oh so they're uh, like yep yeah so they uh, were feeding the the jellyfish that crashed on the planet the geothermal energy just enough to keep it alive and in return or making it create this station that was a wonderful paradise for them right uh, and cheeky, now, cheeky. now its mate had returned to to come help it out so the mate was the ship or the mate was the unknown vessel yeah Ah, okay. And the yeah. jellyfish are in the unknown vessel, right? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Hmm. Um, yeah, so tricky think... that Q would be like the devil's advocate trying to like get <laughs> get them to fuck up. I know. By like convincing them. Yeah, He's, it's a, great. he's such That's a troll. A I love that he sets it up on like, humans, so, so, so dickish. But when you're there, no, 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 be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> be more of a dick. Well, it gets just like it's him trying to like prove himself right and yeah. like with a Q collective or whatever it is trying to like prove that his like whole purpose uh, that he like is dedicated a small like bit of his life to his right like mm -hmm. he's like yeah look see humans suck and also I didn't rig this at all it's totally no. fine well he's so he's so vague and condescending through the whole episode like it starts off being yeah. like humans are horrible I'm like alright cool and then Picard asks him a straight up question he's like but humans are horrible I'm like that didn't actually answer 
anything and didn't contribute mm. to the conversation whatsoever. It's like it was just annoying. And, yeah, hmm. but he's, he has enough power to like fuck with everything. So it's like you have like Picard has to oblige him and have to like go through all of these hoops to kind of prove his point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Sucks. but it also creates that that element of suspicion of oh maybe he's not operating on on the level maybe he's not just angry <laughs> yeah. at us maybe he's deliberately trying to to antagonize us. Mm. Yeah, mm, cute. Um, and that's when that's when well after they realize this and they you know save the jellyfish and they get to do their little jellyfish holding tendrils and flow away. Um, <laughs> Picard's like, "Q, get the fuck off my bridge." Uh, we, we've proved our point, your point, so you need to leave now. And Q's like, okay, but only because I want to, and leaves. <laughs> He's such a petulant little kid. Oh, my I God. Know. I think he, he leaves and then re- reappears behind Picard to just say, I'm only leaving because I, I want to. Yep, yep, sure. Sure you are, Q. Fuck you. And then uh, we get the, um, the, the the adventure continues line of Picard sitting down. And saying, I'm sure all of our other adventures will be much more interesting. <laughs> Let's see what's out there. <laughs> and, and they go I to credits. It. But I like this yeah. this whole thing with the jellyfish and the, I guess, the, the wounded mate being exploited by a community. Yeah. That's yeah. ripe for a D&D adventure. Oh, for sure. I feel it's, like coming to the aid of something like sort of ooh, that has all this power, but like can't help itself or can't like get itself out of this bad situation. Yeah. Like that's really and particularly great. When, when there's a threat, like the, the unknown vessel that's attacking, but can't communicate mm-hmm. like you have I don't yeah. know, um, a giant or a dragon or something like that, which is just there. It's like, well, I don't, I don't communicate with, with humans. I'm just going to destroy everything and get in the way that gets in the way mm. and save the thing I want. It's like, well, if you can figure it out, maybe things don't get destroyed. Yeah, there's always another option. That's what I love about a lot of Star Trek like episodes, especially next-gen episodes, is that it's it's the problem at hand always has a solution that isn't like like uh, combat-based or like, mm. like uh, violence-based. Like mm. Picard's always looking for an alternative rather than like, okay, we'll shoot them. It's like, no, 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 we'll no, 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 no. We're not going to blow it up. We're going to try and communicate. Like communicating is like a big part of it because like, yeah, there's, there's like, you know, they, for example, like with the ship not being able to like communicate on our frequency or whatever, or, <laughs> or like uh, not having the same language. Like this isn't, there's, there's a really good episode of Voyager where there are these, oh, actually, fuck, I don't know if it's Voyager or Next Gen. I'm not going to say anything then because uh, okay, it if might it's be Next Gen, Gen, I don't want to spoil it. All right. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a really okay. good episode that like, does that in a in a in a in a in a really cool way but yes having this is a concept for a D game where you have like say a giant dragon that's got like a spear through its neck and can't or like uh maybe not through its neck so they don't actually talk but like some way that's fucked up because which dragons actually talk in D oh, is there's, it just there's many dragons that can blue? talk i mean really no, i thought it was just most a dragon, specific most dragons breed. can talk um ah, I mean, it doesn't okay, have to be cool. a dragon it could be some sort of angel it could be some sort of deity mm. that's it could be but a bug the, like a series yeah. of like of, of, yeah or something or it could be but, something um, that just can't communicate it could be like a, a gelatinous cube which probably doesn't work yeah it. It <laughs> some sort of creature that is getting exploited and its mate has come to rescue it yeah and i like that, that idea of you have the general villainous monster 
but the thing that you might have to fight as the party is going to be the human monster. It's going to be the NPCs rather than the creatures. Yeah, it's flipping it on its head a bit, being like the other is actually you, not yeah. the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You can talk I them think... down, but it's a little bit more cathartic if you get to kill something. Exactly. And it, it's always, I think it's good storytelling as well, because as humans, we initially go for uh, empathizing with things that relate mm. to us a little like more that we can relate to easier so and that we can get yeah, generally empathize with but with something more um like abstract like the concept of energy like how do you communicate with energy or maybe like yeah an alien that would you know feed have a life force from from pure energy like how would you go about relating uh to that and like trying to communicate with it and i think star trek for sure gives you that that at like uh sort of room to explore that a little bit mm. and i think mm. with D you could totally do that too you can totally translate it into something something a little bit more D based yeah. fun time yeah and i think that's why there's the star trek rpg because it's very easy to create this story here and put that into a an rpg setting or a, or any sort of role-playing setting but that yeah, is totally. the episode uh, a bit of a longer episode this week because yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a double episode basically and yeah, two episodes in one. There is still one thing that we need to do before we wrap up, uh, and that okay. is pick a something we do every week, which is pick a, a character from the show that we just watched and say whether we'd make them into a PC or NPC and how we would go about that. Uh, Nina, Ooh. as the guest, would you like to go oh, first? I would love to go first because I have so pc okay yeah i'll do npc first because i have we you can I, do it I the same about person this before or, yeah i we think npc probably but um oh yeah, okay whoever you like oh once per season okay this is gonna be harder yeah. then okay so yeah. npc npc definitely for this episode would be um what's the name zorin the yep. what's his face that guy oh, yeah zorn yeah fuck that guy um <laughs> he's he's a good He's a good use of an NPC who you are immediately suspicious of and, like, can slowly, like, unravel why. Like, it's it's kind of... I feel like if a DM was going to play a character, I think he would be a good character to play. Yeah, makes um, a good villain. For sure. Uh, yeah, definitely villain. Yeah, uh, even though Q immediately you would think, oh, he's probably a more sort of like villainous character to begin with but it kind of like opens him up to be maybe not so much villainous but like maybe um antagonist so not but not the main antagonist but antagonistic he's not a villain he's just sort of more antagonistic so i'm not gonna i think we talked about this before i'm not gonna say q if it's only once per season i'm not gonna say q for this one because i oh, okay. know okay oh we'll, know, we'll go with back. zorn then zorn makes that that okay. good that good npc yeah. villain for it yeah because he i don't know about Oh yeah, sorry. I was going to say, as he said, as you said, that he does have that little bit of suspicion to him, that you can mm. dislike him and distrust him. But it, it, having him as the villain with the immediate distrust means that the party is kind of motivated to investigate a little bit further. Yeah, you're right, and go into the city and figure out yeah. why things are happening and find out mm. about the adventure themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Now, do I do I have to pick a PC as well, or, or you does don't? It, can you I don't. Just you can just pick just pick one character and decide whether right. it would be a PC or an NPC or both if it works. Uh, because this week mm. I have chosen Q. Uh, I've gone in. Yes. Early. Okay. 
I feel oh, that Q's okay. kind of a driving force for a bit of this episode. He's the the bigger threat, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. So tell us why. What, why do you think Q? I feel that he is a very good example of an NPC that the dungeon master or game master would be using to drive the plot forward quickly. Like he is that oh. ultimate power creature that you can use to prod the, the party in the direction that you need them to go. Yep. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, I- I'm just going to free someone and that'll give you motivation. I'm going to do this and tell you off. And he's also that incredibly vague discussion like when he's like making the condescending threats he's it feels like the the game master scrambling to be like no um yep yep definitely that's um no you're bad that's that's what i meant to say just kind of reiterating what they'd already said without actually giving away too much information yeah he's definitely he's it's vague and chaotic so it's like you can i could definitely see how it'd be great for a dm to be playing him because you have you can in, insert him at any point where you think yeah. maybe it's not, you know, moving at a quick enough pace. And the reason why it's, you want it to be moved uh, or, or move things along at a quicker pace is because that's in Q's character to be moving the 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 crew to make decisions quickly because they, he wants to prove his point. He wants to prove that they're like barbarians mm. and they're doing mm. things for like shitty reasons and put them in stressful situations. So yeah, I think that's that's a that's a good point. It definitely. Definitely highlights Q's sort of like, <laughs> or, or useful a useful like position for Q as a as a DM, like having that character being he's like also put good, pressure on. Because of because of his level of power, he's also good for limiting their options, like not so much yeah. to force them down a direct path, which he can do, but to remove their gen- their usual avenues of of solution, like. D&D is a game about fighting monsters. So if you remove the option for fighting, what do you do? So it's not mm. saying you have to find the solution through this method. It's just, well, your normal solution is gone. What's your solution now? And it can yeah. be anything else, but you need to start thinking outside the box. And that's what Q's power level can do. He's like, nope, you don't get to fight. And it's mm. for a lot of D, for a lot of game masters, that's a little tricky to to come off with when you've got a stat block and it's just that. But Q's godlike omnipotence, that's that's what he's good for. So that's the NPC yeah. I'd make for uh, or take from this from yeah. this episode. Okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. I think it's yeah, very good choice. I, can, well, I definitely definitely get the idea now. <laughs> I do know that Q comes back. I know a later episode is called Hide and Q. So I'm yeah. not sure if I've gone in a little too early on that one, but we'll we'll find well, out. I think this is a good introduction to like both Picard and Q and the relationship that they like kind of develop later. Or the like friendship? it's a good introduction. Oh, dare I say? Um, <laughs> I don't the know. Dare I say I, romantic yeah. entanglements? Uh, dare I say? Yeah, something's going on. Um, yeah, yeah. Even I mean, they definitely develop something. I'm not mm. sure if it's one-sided friendship or romantic interest, but it's something. It's Picard something. is. Um, yeah, it feels Picard like there may be an obsession developing. Just on one, behind, on yeah, one, one side, side yeah. definitely unrequited obsession. <laughs> it's it gets a bit weird, but yeah, there's sure. a lot of other episodes. There's a lot of other episodes with Q, so I'm looking forward to. To talking about those because yeah it gets fucked it gets pretty intense like he just well, keeps popping up this yeah he's a because great they actor, love john so. delancey john delancey's amazing I, I know he's amazing he's so good yeah he's a great great cute yeah. for sure so as um picard said i'm sure our other episodes will be much more interesting 
Uh, this one was very good, though. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please send us reviews. We love them. Um, you can yeah. review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever podcasts are found. You can leave us ratings. Uh, you can subscribe there as well because it is a weekly podcast. Next week, we'll be talking about episode two, The Naked Now. Uh, one of the more famous Make it now. Yeah. Which is, oh, um... I forget about this one. <laughs> I think a lot Ooh, of people forget good. about it. <laughs> yeah. Or well, season like one is, is, yeah. Man, I'm really interested to see <laughs> how season one compares to how I think I remember it, <laughs> watching it a couple of years ago. Because, like, it's going to get wild and weird. And um, and I'm, I'm down. I'm interested. I'm keen. So, yeah, please give us feedback because I want to know what your thoughts are. Yes. Uh, everyone. If, if you would okay. like to give us feedback, uh, send us a, yeah. an email. Uh, the email address is dndntvpod at gmail.com or you can just do at dndntvpod for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Nita, do you want people finding you online? Um, uh, maybe. I'm not really online at the moment. I'm kind of, uh, I'm not sure, uh, yeah, moving around. We just moved to Canada. So uh, I'm a little bit preoccupied with some other stuff. So, I mean, reach well, out by email. That would be great. Yeah, and if there's Jeremy, anything. Get in touch. I, I can send yeah. it on to you. Uh, if people. Yeah, that'd be great. If there's anything you want people to check out, then you can just plug it here each week. Oh, for sure. That would be great. I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm more than happy to share share stuff here um, when I get to it. But, yeah, if, if you have any queries or questions, feel free to hit up Jeremy by email. And, um, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, do, we'll do, do the same. Do the boop, do boop, 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 boop. I'm not great at talking uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, about stuff. Glad we're on a but, podcast, uh, with, Yes, I'm, I know, right? I was going to say. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the rest of my little spiel at the end is. I feel that we've covered two of the, the major points. Um, thank you all for listening. That's always a, yeah. a, a good point. And um, stay safe, be kind to yourselves. And until next time, may all your hits be crits. May all your hits be crits. That's a lovely sentiment. I love that. Did you, oh, did you, you. is that a, a Jeremy staple? Because that's that beautiful. That is, that's, that's um, my, my catchphrase. Oh, that should be on a t-shirt for sure. There let, we go. That's, let all your hits be crits. Once we start having merch, <laughs> that's what it'll be. Oh, I love it. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jeremy, for having me. This is great. I love this. Amazing. I would gladly talk about more Star Trek for oh, we will. how hot we will. Riker is. We've got, a, <laughs> we've got another 24 weeks of it. Oh, baby. It's going to get good. Yay. All right.